0: Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you.
1: Beware. the science.
0: Welcome back to another siren calling episode of Sirens of Horror. <laughs> As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Evela, along with her sister of sin, Ashy Slashy. And this week we have, uh, actually, I think I brought this up a few times when we were first, when the podcast was in its wee infancy before Sirens was a thing or this, when I was just like, I want to create a horror podcast. Uh, it originally was Josh and Mason. Hi. This is Mason Kale. I've known him forever.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep.
2: We, we've both known Mason for forever. I've been
3: around for a while. Um <laughs> shout out to Vecna the Undying King. Um yeah, uh I've I've been a uh, friend of Ella and Ash for well over a decade. Uh, I've been a lover of horror and all things dark for a long time. Fun fact, on helping my dad move. Um, you were talking about finding weird stuff. Mm. Weird thing, I found, I found out my mom competed in Miss California in 1968 and saw the, the photos, so that was nuts. Um, <laughs> nuts. Um, I was also able to find a very old edition of Misery, which I, I was able to gift. And I also found my favorite picture book. Which was something called the Witch's Broom, if anyone remembers that huh. witch crashes. Uh, woman takes in the witch while she's like in a coma, and her broom does you know full on Fantasia stuff. But ends up beating <laughs> some kids. It a dark story. was one of my so kind of the same thing, I guess. Dagon, should I talk about Dagon?
0: I mean, like I think one of the first conversations we ever got into <sighs>
1: about horror, uh,
0: many many a year ago, was like uh, just Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, I used to have a shirt that just had, like, a chibi Cthulhu, and it said, I Lovecraft you.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: and I think I, I wore that around you one point, and you were like, you like Lovecraft? And I was like, what about me, sis?
3: <laughs> yeah, and you, you famously also gave me a shirt which I wore for many years, uh, my Hook shirt, the, yeah. the, the, the recipes for gods and other arcane horrors. Um... <laughs> I I It was very
0: adorable. I
3: I enjoy Lovecraft on a deep level. He's very much a part of my journey as, like, a person and an artist. He's also, like, on the list. I was telling a coworker about this. He's, like, on the list of people I would time travel to throat punch. He's terrible. <gasps> yeah. He's such, like, a, you could t- like, it's weird that it's, like, man, I enjoy your writing. I can also tell from your writing that I would hate being forced to have a meal with you. Well,
0: it's, like, uh, I love the Ender- Ender's Game series. It's, uh, probably my favorite sci-fi thing, even though, like, honestly, the only thing I can hear right now is there's a song, which is by like this really, but it's literally like "fuck me, Ray Bradbury, the greatest sci by writer in history." It's it's a lovely song if you ever want to look up just weird songs about fucking authors. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Ender's Game series is is so good. It's so creative. And then people are like, but you know, and I'm like, I'm aware. But
3: here's the thing <laughs> that I think sets. You can tell from the authorial voice in the text. I have read most of everything Lovecraft. I've read letters about Lovecraft where people, like, met him and stuff. Um, like, you could tell he was just probably just not a pleasant dude. He was probably very into, like, everyone, according to he, like, used a lot of big words for the sake of using big words, something I try not to do, but I do. He was
0: very misogynistic. But he was, yeah. I
3: mean, I read this one account where he was, like, at a dinner with, like, a, a female uh, author, and she's like, we were having a nice walk, and he just decided, apropos of nothing, I'm going to talk about my opinions on women at length. And she's like, I won't be inviting <laughs> Howard Phillips Lovecraft again oh, by dear. the end of the letter. Because, and I mean, like, historically, he was, like, this sickly kid. Uh-huh. Um, I think, like, I, I think it was... um uh, Sarcastic Productions on YouTube made a good point about it when, when they did their Halloween episode that, like, his bigotry is he's scared of everyone and everything that's different than him, it makes him a great horror writer in that he's really scared of everything. At the same time, he was, like, this sickly kid, a mama's boy, kind of spoiled, never really applied himself at jobs. He's, he's like, everything you probably would dislike in, um, a lot of people politically today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He, he, he's literally kind of, like, the uh, the weeb personality.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah.
0: Like, the personification of this, just very spoiled, very I mean, sheltered.
3: It, he's definitely an influence on tentacle porn.
0: Yeah. I, I, like, it was funny. So,
2: obviously, y'all know we're going to be talking about Dagon the
3: movie. hmm um, I have a history with this.
1: <laughs> I, I have in, a new history with
2: <laughs> it. In my notes, I, like, I literally wrote at one point, um... Oh, Lovecraft and his tentacles. Like, Whoa. the the fetish for tentacles that he has is just kind of, like, it's, I like, because I, you know, I obviously know of Cthulhu. Oh, and yeah, I've, totally. I've read, you know, I've read some Lovecraft, so I was, like, kind of expecting tentacles, because, like, in the beginning, I thought that, um,
3: Ush... Ushia? Ushia? Ushia?
2: I, I, I wrote Ushia. I wrote Ujia. it phonetically. I wrote Ushia. I wrote O O S H I E, and then found out later it was spelled U-X-I-A, U-X-I-A and yeah. I'm like, no, it's phonetic, U-S-H-I-E.
0: Um, it, it's the same way, like, c- certain spellings, like, ennui, which is, like, one of my favorite words, because, like, <laughs> I
1: have, am sorry, <laughs> I love the word you don't ennui,
3: you're doing a lot of giggling right yeah, now, I was, like,
0: uh, I, I was talking to uh, me and Ashley and Emily in one of our group chats. And I was just like, for me, like right now in my life, I'm at a point of like deep ennui. And I got to a point where I'm like, how the fuck do I spell ennui? And it spelled E U N N I E. And I was just like, what the fuck? I thought it was
3: E N N U I.
0: Oh that might be yeah. it yeah, but I was like how how do we get here and it, it,
1: it, Emily was just
0: like I don't know but it's French they throw a bunch of letters and go this is the new word and we were just talking yeah. about it's the
3: a weird fantastic word
0: Yes it is but French spelling just kind of feels like <laughs> it, it's it's almost yeah. how we discuss like yeah. the 19 uh, the 2000s horror films Casting yep. was like the French language created also by these, like, well, uh, by the, these the, the The manatee tank, where it just, instead of picking letter,
2: instead of picking actors, it literally is just picking letters, and it's like, okay, oh, the manatee touched the E, oh, it touched the N.
0: Another N. Another N. You. You? I? I? So. <laughs> Go with it. Ennui. This is how it's spelled. <laughs>
3: Speaking of being depressed in your own life, um, something that interestingly enough, it's not a fetish that Howard Lovecraft, Howard Phillips Lovecraft had for tentacles. He was scared of fish in the ocean, deathly so, Which and they, that's why I mean, he would well, you, constantly you, make
1: deep yeah. shit
3: scary. I, I fucking I love that it has become that in his in his wake that like. People think it's a fetish, People but it's not. People have gone yeah. hog wild so, with so, tentacles. So,
0: here, here's a really interesting, weird fact, because I'm strange and I know weird things. Yeah. Yep. Um, is this an, uh, extravagant information? This, this is L's extravagant information. Yeah. Do you want to know why Japanese show tentacles in a lot of things and why they're kind of known for tentacle? It's because it was illegal throughout most of the samurai period. To actually depict any form of sex, it's the reason why a lot of times you see porn in J- Japan. Mm-hmm. It's censored,
3: mm-hmm. so a way
0: for them to actually get around that was to use because they're
3: fantasy into- creatures was yeah.
0: fantasy mm-hmm. creatures and octopuses and stuff like this. So it was actually a way for them to create porn in a way that could not be censored. So if you actually look like a lot of chemical porn it's almost a fuck you to like the politics
1: you yeah. know I,
3: I I had a I had a I had a theater degree and there we even talked about how the uh, the 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 theater the, the gender politics of theater in all cultures mm-hmm. are different in Japan. There was a thing where it's like, we're raising these men in these like feminine roles to play these feminine characters. Yeah. And then like, there's a change of power. Like this has been encouraging homosexuality. Now we're bringing women in. And then there's this little change. It's like all these women, are, women performers are encouraging prostitution. We need to go back to the men.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the idea is, as Japan for as, as good it is. And as uh, now kind of terrifyingly prolific of sex is available uh, Japan is still one of the most sexually repressed cultures.
3: Yeah, I've heard that.
0: Uh, uh, my sister-in-law lives there, and she says, like, there's there's a lot. Like, uh, I watched the Queer Eye Japan version. Yeah, I haven't
1: watched that one. It, yet. it literally
0: was, like, four hours of me, like, texting her, <laughs> being like, do parents in Japan really not say I, I mean, love like, you to as their a,
1: kids? As a, no, as a, as a weed,
3: I know some of this, but, yes. like, when you actually learn about, like, they don't have sex ed there.
2: No. Well, like, straight up no. That, uh, no. Uh, to piggyback on what you were saying, uh, uh-huh. about parents not saying I love you, um, it's, I actually learned this pretty recently, yeah. being a teacher, oh. um, that it doesn't actually, because my, uh, our music teacher was talking about, because it was Valentine's Day, and you know, stuff like that, so she's talking about different ways to say I love you in different languages. hmm And she had this cute little song about, different, you know, how to say I love you in Spanish, how to say I love you in French, yada, 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 yada. But she's like, I don't know how to say it in Japanese. But in the sense of, like, I'm telling a child I love them. Yeah. Like, I know how to say it to, like, the, you know. A partner. A A partner, friend, a friend a or whatever. Lover. Um, what?
1: A lover. <laughs> a lover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I love <look> you.
1: <laughs> I try to do an Antonio um, And, like, she said Sadako. what it
2: was. What? I don't remember what it was. But she said what it was. And she's like, there's no equivalent. Um. There's no equivalent. Uh, there's no equivalent of that for a parent to a child. Yeah, apparently. Uh, like, they just, like, there's like there's a word, but, like, it's not like, I. it doesn't translate to English as I love you. It translates to you are, you know. You, you are, are important. Are, you are important or you are appreciated. Well, you are they, my they, child. They have
0: a lot of stuff in Japan about coddling your kids too much. Yeah. Like, you're very much taught mm-hmm. to, like. You bear the child, and you raise the child, and the child is an adult.
3: See, yeah. my understanding is you you are half saying you have a child, and you have your green alien friend raise it for you while you are dead.
0: Which
2: is very different from, um... Most versions most of life. Most versions of life. Of life. And <laughs> yeah. Also, it's funny, because, like, having worked in Montessori
0: for as long as I have... Uh. So much I love you and it's not your fault. And I Well, not you.
2: necessarily that. I was going to say culturally. Um, the Indian culture Ooh. is very much I love you, I love you, very babying towards their kids. Interesting. That's, like, I would not
0: have, like,
2: most of, that. like, you know, <clears throat> I don't, like, granted, I, as a teacher, I am not bad talking any of my children, <laughs> but I've noticed in all the different classrooms that I've worked in, A lot of the kids, a lot of the Indian kids, are very much dependent on adults. Like, some of them, you know, like, it, you know, because we teach them how to spoon, we teach them how to feed themselves, we teach them all this stuff, and, like, how to do it independently. Like, you don't need an adult to help you to do this thing. And they're like, I can't do it. Like, they'll stare at their, they'll sit there and stare at their lunch, and I'm like, Vishnu, why aren't you eating? And... (sighs) He won't respond, he'll just kind of stare at his lunch. And then, you know, we ask later when mom picks up, oh, did Vishnu eat lunch? No, Vishnu didn't eat lunch, he just kind of sat there and stared at it. Oh, well, we feed him at home. No. That's okay, that's weird. at home, but he's at school and he needs to learn to be independent. We the don't The little
0: Japanese him. kid has already eaten lunch, carved up his chopsticks, made weapons, and has taken down a small bandon of evil, like, farm animals in the back of yeah. Montessori. Mm-hmm. I'm just going with, I think I've seen that anime. (laughs) I I know, if you haven't, I now want to create that anime.
3: Don't, or do watch Shokugeki? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Alright, so to, to so the last one ourselves back in, uh, so we are discussing Dagon, Uh, I think I first heard about this when you and I were living together, Mason. Mm -hmm. Because you were like, well, you love like H.P. Lovecraft. Have you ever heard of Dagon? And well, was...
3: and and I definitely asked because this movie happened to me, and I I was hoping it had happened to someone else.
0: <laughs> I like it when horror kind of happens to you because I feel like there are certain films uh, that happen to you. Uh, the film that like happened to me was Requiem for a Dream because somebody Ooh. was like, "Oh, I saw this art house film. You'd like it," and it was like a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. which is which is a you should never watch requiem for a dream on a tuesday you need to watch this film when you have like time to take a very long shower like contemplate your life
3: relaxing dinner with someone you love you know like it
0: it, it is like a five-step come down but i just but requiem for a dream just kind of happened where it's like i'm just gonna watch this film and by the time you're done with it you're like I need therapy and a blanket.
3: So I was a young horror fan. Okay. I was not with, not a lot of friends. I'm pretty sure I encountered this either as, now I want to say my memory is vague, but like I have certain things, and this was a weird thing to re-engage with this movie. Here's what I remember about it. Okay. I remember watching the beginning on TV when it was being played on the sci-fi channel in 2002 or three, probably.
0: Sounds like sci-fi. Yeah,
3: exactly. And there's the opening jump scare. Yeah. Um, fucking traumatized me. I would, fre- I have frequently joked it made me gay. Um, <laughs> you've, uh, you've
0: made that joke quite a few times And me. because,
3: like, I can visualize it so perfectly. It scared, I was, I had to spend days uh, hyping myself up to have to experience that specific jump scare. It really traumatized me. And then the rest of the movie scared me a lot. Now, I remember that it started on TV, scared me, stopped watching it. Was really mad at myself for giving in to fear, because that was the kind of person I was, and Mm -hmm. got it from Blockbuster on DVD, then finished it, and it still scared the crap out of me. Also confused me a lot, because I was just figuring out sex. (gasps) Oh, God.
1: God. Poor (laughs) And I was, like,
3: new to H.P. Lovecraft as well. So I learned a lot about H.P. Lovecraft, the old ones, the fact that maybe you could fuck one. Uh, possibly I, but I your don't children will be immortal. So that's my history with this movie. It was always this thing that I had built up in my head and rewatching it was like this really weird experience.
0: I think watching certain amounts of horror for that are really accurate because, uh, we did this last year on the podcast. We watched the leprechaun.
3: Oh, but it's like, it's the leprechaun. Uh,
0: it was really great but like as a kid that scene where he cuts the back of her ankle with his claw mm-hmm. oh oh
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i remember I,
0: I saw this when i was like 11 or 12 years old on abc family also very weird tangent on abc family there was a show called s club 7 uh, yes, yes i remember s club 7 today. okay so uh i listened to s club 7 really cuz i went down a uh uh 90s wormhole um i am deeply scarred because there is a line in s club seven saying hoochie mama show your nanas
1: and okay I'm, that's
0: what that was because i saw that ta- i saw
2: that yes, in our chat s club seven told me as a hoochie
0: mama to show
1: my
2: nanas at like 10 and i was like okay <laughs> like, that's what that meant yes, i saw that I was, out of context and i'm like I what s- is happening I was like, it was like because hey. it was like
0: Club, ain't no pun like an Escobar. And I was like, yeah. This was like 10-year-old Pam's jam. And then it was like, uh, come up like boys, say your thing. And it was like, Hoochie Mama, show your nanas. And I was like, Ooh!
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was a great... it was, well,
1: oh, yes!
3: I, was a French production, but if I were rich, I would totally bring back Totally Spies.
1: Oh, oh I love Totally Spies! I would totally bring spies. that back. Great oh, show,
3: great role models. You're, you're
0: my little blonde one. I... Jer- I no, I think I'm more kind of the red one. I'm Samantha. Fight me. She's uh, green. I'm, no, Ger- be- I'm Jerry.
3: I'm clearly Jerry.
0: Well, of course. You have to be our, like, lovely person to just, the- like, yeah. do this.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, no, I was going to say, so, um, speaking of 90s music, I've actually started to create a little, um, Oh, your happy traffic- playlist. Yeah, well, because I-, I started listening to, uh, a mutual friend, Rosie's happy playlist. Mm-hmm. And she's got like all these random songs, and so and I've been like extracting from hers yeah, and totally. adding to mine. You have and, seagulls on there now. Well, that's my morning playlist, and <laughs> it's also on my happy playlist because it's just it's hilarious. Seagull, stop it! Now is hilarious, and um, I approve. Uh, um, but uh, on my drive this morning, I now started creating a traffic jams.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I
0: approve of the pun.
2: <laughs> um and, <laughs> fucking. Backstreets back, all right came on, and I'm stuck in dead traffic, and here I am doing the.
3: Okay, like, I would start screaming at... like I'm trapped in a Jean Paul Sartre play. If like I, <laughs> I if, if if I like, if if I were in that situation, that would not be magical to me. Yeah, I would not I rock out, out. I would be like
1: horrified. <laughs> I feel like
0: the Backstreets back, like hand claps, is like some weird Iconic. tick that's, that like that's I can control. Oh, in sync, I don't. This is the amount of boy band knowledge I have. I didn't like NSYNC. I liked Backstreet Boys because the um, and the
2: reason why I like the only song I like is Backstreet's "Back," all right, is because the music video is Well, things. I
3: liked Shania Twain. So Shania they're...
0: Twain was good too. I liked Shania
2: Twain. That
3: I'm don't like, pr- impress me much. I don't
0: know why, but I feel like this is such a hipster thing to say. I like Ninety Eight Degrees, and I feel like I love
2: Ninety Eight Degrees. And "Be True to Your Heart" came on too, and I was just doing the dance. I was like, because "Be True to Your Heart." I
0: was like, yeah. uh, but. To Go back to this, but like when we watched Leprechaun, it's not a good movie. It, it's not it's not this, but, but really that scene because I, I watched it yeah. and I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I was watching, but like when it got to that scene, I literally climbed on the back of the couch,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was like everything that I am now as like a thirty-year-old, mm-hmm. like horror fan. I watched yeah. Shit in the Dark. I watched Poughkeepsie tapes and I was still convinced like Stefan and Josh were going to lock themselves in the bedroom because they were convinced I was a serial killer. Oh, mm-hmm. I have a fun but topic. I need to was, see that one. It was still so so just like, I felt like I got pulled back into this 11 year old body that was just so terrified of this scene. Like there was no logical reason to be so terrified of it but I couldn't help but like climb on the back of the couch and shove my ankles against it and just be like I feel so physically unnerved. It
3: is very interesting in horror to find out what people's thing is. Mm-hmm. This one is my thing. This is the thing that scared me and it was weird especially running into the beats in the movie that were what I remember as scaring me because all of them were still very creepy to me.
2: Well cuz like you what you like I think what you're going to say oh, about the the leprechaun was then, like, seeing it, at like, older, you're like, oh, I remember it being so much more, like... I still but, think but, it's a but, solid creature featured
3: leprechaun, by the way. But,
0: like, but still, like, how Mason's saying it, like, yeah. the beats that still scared me in the leprechaun, where it was, like, the back of her ankles, mm-hmm. or when he was, like, clawing at him, oh. when the guy yeah. was laying there and he, like, cuts open his stomach, like, those scenes still... And I don't know if it's because they're still scary... Or if they yeah. are scary because, to because because
3: they have the psychological, they, they're seeded into your early it formative. Was, it was
0: still really those scenes were really disturbing to me, and like even looking at, it, I can like be like, yeah, this is like a really creepy scene to have like this little leprechaun on top of you, literally trying to like rip out your intestines. Oh yeah, and he's
3: doing that. Yeah, and yeah. that I mean that's towards the end, and it's weird because when you brought up the ankle part, I immediately thought to the ankle slashing in the first Pet Cemetery from the '80s, because that's a really graphic ankle slashing well, with the little I, the kid thing at the is, end.
0: Is I had seen a pet cemetery when I was I don't know how that old I was. I, I legitimately don't remember like how old I was but like it was one of those films my parents watched mm-hmm. and I like hid there and mm-hmm. watched it because in my house one. growing up if you're against the back wall mm-hmm. like you know when you guys come in yeah. the entrance you can pretty much, I can lay against that wall mm-hmm. and watch the TV yeah. and my parents will never be the wiser. So I would do that walk when I was a kid. Uh, and So I remember watching Pet Cemetery when I was pretty scared. But also, like, when I was a a real little kid, I was at somebody's house, and I was on um, a treadmill. And uh, we kind of were fucking around on it, and I let myself kind of roll off of it. Mm -hmm. And I was unaware there was actually a pane of glass directly behind it. So as I rolled off of it, I actually sliced. Not deeply, but I did slice the back of both of my ankles Ooh. open on this sheet of glass, Ugh. and I remember everybody freaking out really bad because like it was where my Achilles tendon was, but it just wasn't deep, deep enough deep enough to get to it. But I remember getting cut there, so that's kind of like my, the anything that shows an Achilles tendon being cut. Ooh. I'll immediately be, like, in the corner covering stuffed animals, like, shaking. Like, you can show somebody get their jaw ripped off and flayed, and just... Well, I mean, say that,
3: but fast forward in this movie.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) fast forward in this movie to that scene. I was kind of like, one of my notes was, like, I
3: don't... Oh, that one's, like, I was like, oh, fuck. No wonder this traumatized little mason. Yeah,
2: so, like, you know, like, seeing the, like, skin... Everywhere, oh, yeah. it was like, "Okay, so they they and people. And that's
3: that's not in either of the, the the two stories that this is based on. The skin that's no. just like some horror movie schlock. I would say, like, I would definitely classify this movie as schlock. It, like it, it is very well. well it,
0: it's by the same director that does uh, Reanimator.
3: It <laughs> is from the Herbert West Reanimator. Stuart Gordon. It is a Stuart Gordon movie, but it's and a Spanish Ashy production.
0: Is, is just twitching in the corner. Mm-hmm.
3: It, but yeah, he uh, he did Reanimator. He um this film though, it's it's a foreign film that they chose to do in English. hmm Um, you know, it's a mostly Spanish cast, if you look at the credits, mm-hmm. it's mostly Spanish I, I production I, a crew tenth and of
0: the film is in Spanish too.
3: Yeah, a good yeah, serious I, chunk of it. Like
2: because when, when he is when they're talking to like the villagers or you hear the villagers talking, it's all when they are talking, and it's, it's heavy it's, dialect. It's, work. Yeah, it's high, heavy dialect. It's all it's all Spanish, which granted, like I I don't I didn't take Spanish in high school, but I had you know Spanish nannies growing up, so I was kind of able to pick up on like
0: certain words, certain words here and there. So was I, but I think because uh, somebody was like, oh, you could put on subtitles for it, but I think certain films, if the subtitles aren't shown,
1: mm-hmm. it won't films show. Like,
0: it, yeah. yeah, it no, will. No, no, it, it's it's for me. It's. They're, they're not meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the idea is, like, if if a director wants you to know what a character is saying in a foreign language, they then will they'll put, put sub-titles. in subtitles.
3: Subtitles, yeah.
0: But if the director That's does, the
3: argument for Isle of Dogs. I haven't watched that yet. But.
0: Doesn't want you to know. They're not gonna put in subtitles. But I feel like it made, it, it worked for this film. Cause then did. all You were so paranoid. You're like, You're, what are, dude, they they yeah. there? are they talking about? Do they know he's there? Are they talking about, like, people chopping off his dick do they know where the girl is like what are they talking but yeah. you got to have that kind of paranoia mm-hmm. so like i was like no i don't want to watch it with subtitles like i'm enjoying this like
2: nerve-wracking like well, i also say? feel like even if you tried to put if you did put on english subtitles it would literally translate it as to speaking spanish they wouldn't... I don't I know. I was going
3: to say, I didn't want to interrupt anybody, but I did watch it with subtitles on, on Amazon oh. because it had subtitles on from the last thing I was watching on Prime Video. So it huh. show? Um, yeah, it does show them and they are speaking like, a, it spells it out and everything. It's a oh, heavy, okay. it's it, it's heavy, it's a heavy Spanish dialect. It's.
0: But it
3: says like what they're saying. Oh yeah, and the the spelling and everything's there. I mean, I don't know what they're saying, it is just what they're saying in oh, Spanish. Oh,
0: so it, oh, okay. Uh, yeah,
2: that's, yeah, they that's do what, not
3: translate. So I was it either going
2: to say, translate. I was either going to say it's like be translated as to i just, know
3: like, every time that one girl says spanish. no pie she's saying no father yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah um Smart. but like i literally like i figured if you put on subtitles it would literally just do like the in parentheses speaking spanish or it would literally have it in spanish <laughs> it wouldn't translate it though but
0: there are certain films i forgot what film it was but there's a film i watched uh slightly recently and there was gaelic in it and I went back and watched it with subtitles that, that say what they're saying in Gaelic and I was kinda like I feel like I lost some magic Yeah in in the subtitles. So I actually really like You didn't th-
3: you didn't miss any magic in the the the, 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 the whatever the fuck this movie is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what I like is the fact that even though they're spelling it yeah. out, they're still not giving the dialogue.
3: Totally, yeah. and
0: that and that is that is a director's choice, and I feel like that's a very smart thing to do for this. Yeah, because I feel like if you know what they're saying, it takes away so much of that suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and forth, uh, I've I brought this film so many times. Uh, Dog soldiers.
3: Oh yeah, What's fi- well, a fantastic werewolf. Movie. It, it's, what,
0: it, it's in my opinion the second best werewolf film.
3: Great nothing, action.
0: Nothing beats American Werewolf. I'm aware, uh, but. Uh, it would be like if you watch like dog soldiers and like when they like move their heads and like growl, mm-hmm. it would be like subtitle go to the left, go to the right, kill the humans like it would take mm. away all of the fear of the werewolves, if yeah, you knew I, what that... they were saying it
3: but yeah, uh that movie you know it's a foreign film chosen to be in English, which is intri- that's presented in English because of its source material. I feel like it's super ambitious and just mm-hmm. crash burn fail. Well, I
0: think I think the idea of having it be a foreign film is is very fitting with the storyline of having it be everybody speaks this different language because it, it is soft boy. Yes, I know he has a name, I'm gonna to refer to him as
3: Paul possible. Marsh. Now I also wanna say this too. You know, originally so it is because, Paul. It is Paul.
0: Because later on they call him Pablo.
3: Because yeah, because, like, because he's Paul, really Pablo Cambaro.
2: Pablo, Paul, well, Pablo. I... So then I changed all my notes to Pablo because I was like, "Oh, that's his a- name." No, he, he doesn't harsh. get Pablo. He no. gets
0: Paul. He well,
2: doesn't see because
3: that's the thing that survives. Because originally it's based on Shadow over Innsmouth. Mm-hmm. They set it in Imboka, which I swear I think I remember is like Imboka might mean like inside the mouth or something, but it references. I think it does. Yeah, but um. So, they, they, they move it from... Because, like, H.P. Lovecraft was obsessed with either the British or New Englanders and everyone else was subhuman. Yeah. So, he said it, of course, with hick people who worship an old one and, and the New English clothes. So, we're not there anymore. And, like, Paul is such a Lovecraft protagonist. He's weak and ineffectual. <laughs> he faints. He, He's...
2: Like, like, I literally, he, in my notes, I wrote, Pablo is... Or, Paul...
3: Paul Blow. Paul, yeah.
0: No, he just.
1: I like it. Paul Blow. Paul, Paul Blow. Blow.
0: <laughs> it's now Paul Blow. Yeah, because it's now more soft boy.
1: And also it's reference now
0: Paul Blows. And you can take that in whatever way you <laughs> want to take that.
3: So Ezra Gordon, I think is his name, who yeah. plays this lead. And he also, Stuart Gordon, got hired by our favorite anthology series, Masters of Horror, to direct their Lovecraft episode, Dreams of the Witch House, starring the same guy as the lead. I'm sure it's based on this movie See, that, that they was, did that. that was
0: really weird, because when I watched this film, I was like, what the fuck else have I seen this? You've seen, seen them this? in the
3: Lovecraft episode. Because
0: I got you into Masters of Horror, mm-hmm. and I was like, what else have I seen? And then I was like... Oh, he was also in Dreams of the Witch House. Who else directed that? Oh!
3: I'm definitely going to look up Ezra, but I'm just going to go out this and say this. There is, no, like, you know, I'm going to be honest. Watching this movie, going through this, I didn't hate it. It was interesting for me. There were parts of it that legitimately, and as we go through I was like, yeah, that was something that scared me a lot as a kid. But I will just, blanket statement, this is bad acting. This yeah. acting is not good.
1: Yeah, no. No, no. This no. guy's no, character... No,
3: no. Like, on top of the fact that he's written to just, like, Paul Blow. Paul Blow. Paul Blow. Because in the original, like, he's, 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 he's you unlikable. Just, oh, you God. just say it like
0: you're a Texan. Paul,
3: Paul Blow. Blow. <laughs> but, but Paul Marsh freaking sucks. He's just such a garbage, soft, yeah. like, r slash nice guy. What
0: really bothered me is all three characters that I was actually kind of interested in died. Yeah, Howard it? and
3: Vicky yeah. deserve better. The vague rich, witch, white <laughs> couple you're in Spain with, why they didn't deserve that?
0: Also, yeah. like they were like this rich, like white couple that were like super romantic in love and uh-huh. cared about each other, and were like, "Baby, we're gonna get through this, and we're gonna go on our next vacation. We're gonna have our second honeymoon. I'm gonna make love to you." And I was like, "Oh,"
3: and that isn't. Like, a... like, and then is you have Pablo and. Well, I mean, first, his bad acting, her desperately trying to have a scene partner. Um,
0: she's so good. She's, she's trying. trying. Yeah. She's so like she's damn. hamming
3: it up a lot, but she's trying.
0: She's like, okay, if you're here, I gotta go here. But like, I'm, I'm from, like when she does like the thing where she's at the hotel,
1: mm-hmm.
3: she's
0: like, phone, phone. Like I'm like, this is like. Not bad, like, this is, like, 80s horror, but, like, this yeah. is good Yeah, like, so, she was good, like, 80s horror acting. But he was just all bad.
2: Bad like, actor. I literally, like, it was funny, It's like, in my notes, I wrote, Paul Blow is super pasty. Also, he's a fucking twig.
3: He's, he's, like, also, he's just, like, the worst, because, like, okay, so the movie starts, um, and I, I like, not to do a blow-by-blow, blow, but the movie, the beginning is very important, because it's what I remember. Yeah. It, yeah. you underwater it says H.P. Lovecraft's day gone there's some opening credits yeah. and then you see I hope the Paul. opening
0: credits are beautiful yeah.
2: they are the op- pretty like, gorgeous entire, they the blew a lot credits... of their
3: budget on, on that and
2: that, entire, so that entire opening scene
3: and the music is actually oh, nice yeah. like the Ia Cthulhu chant is actually something this movie has going for it like the creepy old yeah. one chant
1: the no, I will
0: admit but... that Cthulhu Cthulhu has just been ruined for me because yeah. of the Timon and Pumbaa, the Hakuda Matana, Katagon,
1: Cthulhu, Cthulhu, Cthulhu,
0: Cthulhu, 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 and every time they would say that, like I'd be watching it, and like I watched it in the dark, and like I had my whiskey, and I'm like, I'm really oh. gonna try and get into this, but then they would be like Cthulhu Cthulhu, and I was just like. It was like I was talking <laughs> to my brain, like don't, don't do it, don't. We're we're actually getting kind of like when they were going down. I was mm. actually getting a little nervous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny I didn't actually pick up on
2: the Cthulhu Fatagan, the, the, the Kithulhu, chanting, yeah, the chanting. Because well, I was I just think so it's,
0: it's Cthulhu Fatagan at the beginning. It's something different when he. It's I don't, Ea, well, I Ea,
3: Cthulhu Fatagan uh, okay. yeah. E-a so Cthulhu. like I
0: didn't even pick up on that like. At all because I was so
2: into like the visual aspect of the scene. I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." Like, okay, we're diving into, yeah.
0: you know, you had the a little bit of, of uh, Midasy with, yeah. like, oh yeah. Well, showing the,
3: cha- the, gold. the chance the like, chance a bit later, but yeah.
2: And it was funny. He's like, "I literally wrote in my notes. That symbol would make a great tat."
3: Yeah, that eye of Dagon. Because the whole yeah. thing is like, in and they they change it to Spanish, but the esoteric word of Dagon. They kind of yeah. like to present you with this eye that's going to be associated with it. Yeah, yeah. sure. He's having this, and we find out that this is a dream. But basically, he sees this underwater monolith. It's this creepy eye. He's going to swim down into the pit because he's a white man in a horror movie. Um, <laughs>
0: like you do. He he I, he, we're, he we're realizes episode fifty one, and I can't argue.
3: He realizes that this structure is partially gold. He's running the dust off, and as he's scanning it, he comes upon a beautiful woman.
2: Like I was like, at first, like I was kind of taken, like like oh like. There's, there's a face, because she just like... And she's she, a
3: creepy pasty bitch.
2: Yeah, like, because she's, like, she's kind of like, you can't tell if it was just Beautiful. like a dead body that was like just floating there, I, I or like if she,
0: she was alive, because it's just I, the way I it pans like over. that's how I looked in high school, was sort just of. that really But black... you've always
3: kind of had that, that like, that, that, that... Dead girl? Yeah, you know, no, <laughs> I was going to say, you've always had a little bit of a, like, a little bit of, like, a Sicilian olive, like, tint.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite that Quite hangout. as pasty as... She so, white So she
3: goes at him and she like pulls his rebreather out and it's like caressing so his face and, like, the and the glasses, yeah. his goggles, and, and he's like, like the... pressing him and then, you know, flish fly, you see a fin, she's probably a mermaid, and then That's she a... opens her mouth, anglerfish teeth, scream, and, and he wakes up. Fucking that jump scare Yeah. Even last night, I even wore my whole house in like the beginning of this movie and would probably make some awful bitch noise. And that bitch noise <clears throat> if I can rehearse it was. Ah, motherfucker! <laughs> was my exact reaction last night. Oh, it
2: was funny. So, like me watching that scene,
3: but that's was, his nightmare. Right? Yeah.
2: So, like me watching his nightmare, I was like, "Wow, this is really cool. This is really pretty." Like, ooh, let's go. Okay. Oh, oh. creepy pasty bitch. See, I and really, then I watched it with oh, this. I, I, was oh, like, oh, oh. I wasn't finished, my and like, oh, oh, oh creepy oh. pasty bitch. Like, oh, ooh, ooh, creepy pasty bitch. Creepy pasty bitch. Ooh, she's got a fin. She's a siren. I'm digging it. I like Dagon. Okay, Dagon's a siren. I'm digging this. This is cool. Does the anglerfish scream? I'm like, yeah. No.
1: And then
3: we
0: get, oh, it's a dream. I'm like, God damn it. I like, watched it and I was like, okay, we're going down. She's
3: so much worse than Siren. She is though. she is. She's terrified. And Dagon is the freaking deity. Mom. Yeah. So
0: But when it was going down, because like I, I do know my, yeah. my Lovecraft real well. Yeah. The, like the moment they were like doing the gold, I was just sitting there and I was like, How is this going wrong? <laughs> like I was so in yeah. that space. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like because, like, when he touched it, I'm like, turning to gold? Not turning to gold. All right. Where yeah. else are we going? Are we going down. Is there going to be a vent? And then, like, they show the face, and I was just like, wait for it. Wait for it. Because for some odd reason, I don't know why, because I think at some point you had mentioned, like, I think you were just discussing in terms of, like, and that was where I said no vagina ever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But... To be one hundred percent frank, I was expecting like anglerfish vagina. Like,
3: no, asshole. it's much worse when you are making out with your prospective lover and they reveal themselves to have two tentacles for a lower body, yeah. which is also a horrible thing that that character does.
0: But when we were, I was watching it. Shows the anglerfish fish like mouth. I was like, I honestly thought about what about the vagina.
1: I mean, I, I thought about that I was, too.
0: I was so prepared. Because you've talked about like how like traumatizing this was, so like I didn't think about it, and then much much later on in the film, you, she, he actually pop blows meets her again, but she's like in a bed and she's her uh, crab. great
3: costumes. No, she's like from the no, waist oh, yeah, down. No,
1: I'm, saying,
0: I'm saying the dad.
3: Oh, her Cause, dad cause Xavier. There's
0: like, there's
3: like the he's kind really full... of like. The
0: crack of the door
2: he
3: looks like a well when you finally see him at the end he's like almost like an ood from doctor who like yeah. he has become very much like a cthulhu picture you'd see yeah like hello cthulhu yeah he's a cthulhu man but
0: like she she does this whole scene with him where there's like there's nothing wrong i'm fine i'm fine and like he goes to her and he hears this scene he's like i've dreamt of you and she's like i've dreamt of you too and i was like watching this because like from the first scene of, like, where's the vagina horror? So, when we get to that scene, A, she's, like, underwater. She was kind of, like, creepy, pasty bitch, but, like, in this bed. And she's got that, like, very sexy, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones-esque, mm-hmm. like, Spanish see, and, accent. Right, and she's and wearing the- tits the, are out the, in the well, nightgown. The, yeah, like, you see the nightgown, like, slowly, dra- like,
2: yeah, lo- slightly what? draped over like, the tits. And she does the untie like, and the, like, oh, look,
0: it's my nipple. So- there's um, so much random nipple in this fucking film. Oh, yeah. Both male and female. A lot of nipple. just A, a lot, lot of nipples. But, but, so, by this point in this film, I had gone from, like, oh, evil mermaid, fear of the vagina, to at this point, I'm just like, okay, this shit's gotten weird. Okay, we're now here. To now I'm just like, you know, bisexual. Hello, pretty Spanish
3: lady. Mm-hmm. And then they reveal the fucking. She has fucking. That,
0: that honestly.
3: Ribcage kills.
0: Okay, the ribcage, so... The ribcage gills weren't, like... Really cool makeup. Yeah. I really wish somebody could have, like, recorded this because I was watching it and I was... One of the better makeups in this film. I was on, like, the edge of the couch, like, having whiskey, like, writing notes. And they showed, like, the ribcage gills because, like, he... I don't know what about this, just deeply... His weird caressing. His caressing of it. So, like, I kind of went from, like, edge of the couch... To, like, middle of the couch in the... And then when he, like, pulls it off, I was, like, in the back of the couch, and I literally yelled out, Yes, Mason! (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, God! Oh, yeah, that scene is also
3: very traumatic, because, like, yeah, the... But, Lily,
0: that was my, like, yelling at, like, 9.30 at night, like, (laughs) yes, Mason, into the
3: void... Yeah, it's not. It's not okay. No, it
0: was really traumatizing. If you're gonna hook I up with someone,
3: yeah, I'm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my thing. Is like, if you're gonna hook up with someone, disclose that you're a frickin' fish <laughs> hybrid. And that no, I means that goes on the Tinder
0: profile. <laughs> I like long walks of the shallow. Beach. And I am
3: half deep one, and one day I shall dwell with them for eternity amidst wonder.
0: <laughs> Let me know if you want to get coffee, ciao!
3: Are you into the Innsmouth look? Which, that being said, like. If anyone's wondering, like the plot literally is these people are by this village, there's a storm, They're probably stuck. conjured by the cult. There's this this cult of Dagon controls the island, and then uh, it's just kind of Everyone like the else race is for survival. Dead except
0: for Pile Globe. And
3: yeah, we have to talk about the ending, the endings, but really it is kind of like your standard cult movie. They kinda of, they come to after the nightmare. We establish that he's on vacation on his friend Howard's boat. Uh, that he's with his girlfriend Barbara, who's from Spain, and he uh-huh. has Spanish roots, but his mom wouldn't even let him speak Spanish. Now Paul is now she's like, Paul, you're such a genius. Everything you touch turns to go, which freaks him out because of his dream. She also refers to like he had that brilliant idea, and they vaguely will reference the stock market, and he will always be trying to check his laptop. And also Paul has this thing where he talks about there's two possibilities. Everything is a binary system. I'm sure the screenwriter thinks he's making Paul interesting, <laughs> indeed, but he's not, and Paul sucks.
0: Okay, I have a question. Everybody, in the first 20 minutes of this film, who was your favorite character and who did you not remember the name of? Ashy? Your favorite character in the first, like, 20 minutes of this film? Probably Barbara. Who's the character you did not remember their name? Pablo. Okay, Mason?
3: I have a creepy memory. I remember everyone's name. But well, my favorite character is still Paul because he sucks so much, but it makes it into Final Cut.
0: I was oddly really into Vicky because she was just so...
3: Vicky doesn't deserve any of the shit that happens so...
0: to her. Vicky Vicky
1: is <laughs> you.
3: Vicky gets fucked Vicky Vicky's hard.
0: just, like, sitting there on her husband's boat. With Having like a... a good time. And she's just like, why are you two fucking fighting? And why is, like, honey, why is your, like, weird friend's girlfriend throwing his like, laptop into the, the sea ocean. telling... I'm I'm just literally trying to sit here and get my back fucking tan. I don't do tan lines.
3: Yeah, their friends Howard and Vicky on the boat. Are so good. <gasps> and they're Vicky so good. But that's the thing is like they're on the boat and then this these black cloud they hear chanting and then these black clouds come off Hold the up. island. So and the chanting... no one there is like, that is some supernatural Hold ass up. storm. I
2: wanna go like so I wanna talk about the chanting for a second. Okay. So like they hear the chanting and then Sorry. you know they look out and they see the little island across uh-huh. the water. And they're like, oh, maybe they're having a religious festival. A religious festival. Festival. That's what the chanting is for. It's a religious festival. And still Mm -hmm. having seen, you know, the previous scene thinking this is all about sirens. So I'm like on a siren cake for a while. I go,
0: religious festivities or sirens? Who knows? Well, also, I loved it because I felt like at that point Howard and Vicky are so like.
3: Well, they're just like, oh, yeah, remember we were like that.
0: Oh, do you remember, darling? When remember when we you used to hurl and...
3: my laptop into the sea?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, remember the last festival we went to in the Amazon where you poured honey on me, and all of the single men in the village licked it off before you made ju-
3: sweet love. That's right there, between your right. breasts.
0: I, I was just like. I am so into this couple. <laughs>
3: They're a great like, couple. I, Howie,
0: I, Howard and Vicky are like our couple goals. Honestly. They I, are. I, I, I want to know your life story. Please tell me how you two met. Please tell me of the three foursomes, no, and... orgies, and also beautiful moonlit nights where you two just held each other mm. on the boat right? and talked about <laughs> your innermost fears because I feel like you've done it all, you crazy kids, and I
1: love you.
3: No, but it sucks because like, shit. They're so good. The storm hits their boat, and she like gets like the boat does that thing where it hits a rock, but her leg is also where the rock hits. She's
2: literally like she's like she's taking a shower, and she's she's pinned. No, she was going to because she's
0: still
3: holding holding, like the towel
0: tits.
3: And yeah, the storm hits them. Yeah, and that shit looked nightmare. Like that's the worst. What happens? But really
2: cool blood effects. Yes, like like, watching that blood just kind of trickle down. Yeah, that was a
3: clever directorial thing. I think I really put that blood, the blood in the water, and yeah. Well,
0: like I'm, I'm not at all scared of like deep ocean. Uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I find it really funny that both my husband and my boyfriend will not go deep sea fishing with me. They will not go into the deep ocean. Both Stefan and Josh have a massive fear of like the deep.
3: Well, I mean, I do deep sea fishing, but I'm on a boat, and my tackle is going to the bottom. I don't want to go down there either. They're, they're and they're there's a difference between deep sea fishing and like I want to go in the Marianas time. Trench, where you certainly should not fucking go.
0: Yeah, their ideas that are just scared of anything coming up.
3: I mean, I am too. But they're uh, smart.
0: I'm, <laughs> I, I, so this is really funny. I'm, I'll go deep sea fishing with you, Ella. Well, all three of us will go to deep <laughs>
1: sea.
0: Fishing. Uh, but we. So, this is really weird about me. So, I have, like, zero fear of, like, going out onto the ocean and that, like, that. But, uh, the Little Nemo ride at Disneyland gives me, like, issues.
3: That's hilarious.
0: Because I don't like the idea of water being above my head.
2: So, if you were going on a submarine ride, you'd be terrified. You
0: would would literally have, like, me clawing at a wall. Because, like, I'm fine being on top of the ocean. But as soon
2: as you go below, below it.
0: Like, the idea of, like, being stuck there in the water, because, like, my biggest fear of dying, like, this is, I currently live in Southern California, it ain't happening, but, like, my fear of dying is, like, being trapped below ice. Mm Mm-hmm. The idea of being able to
1: see air and, like, yeah, yes. and
0: sp- you can't get to it. Or like those yeah. lifetime
3: movies where they get killed under the pool cover. You're like, that yeah. would suck so much.
0: Oh, God, and, no. Anything like that where you're just it's trapped. The most LA
3: way to be murdered. Well no. Yeah, it's it. the there, most there, LA way to be murdered, is trapped what, under what, a pool was cover.
1: It wasn't
0: <laughs> an automatic
3: pool cover. Pool cover is the most LA way to be murdered. It
2: wasn't fucking it wasn't my bloody Valentine, <laughs> but it was was it Valentine's Day? The movie with David Boreanaz about the, like... I'm pretty sure, yes. Valentine's that's Day. Valentine's Day. Okay, so in Valentine's Day, they have a pool-covered death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have
3: a pool-covered death in that And one. I'm just like,
2: hm, yeah. It's, no. That's a
3: stressful death. Yeah. Because you can see that happening to yourself because you know your life
1: sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so, like, anything, like, so, like, like I said, like, I have zero issues. I know how to, like, make flotation. I know, like, how to deal with being out in the open ocean. Also, like, I don't plan on being, like, stranded on the open ocean. I'm not, like, going out to the middle of the Atlantic. I'm going out to, like, Catalina. i But, I'm that's... Fine. but uh, the idea of being, of, of kind of this idea of, like, you're going to die. Mm. And you have no way of solving it or yeah. fixing it. And you kind of just have to let it like, happen. Yeah. That idea of, like, being below, or, like, as the water is still- Because theoretically,
3: you have to just, like, give in at one point.
0: Yeah, and the idea is, like, while they're sitting there, the water is, like, rising and rising, and she can't pull her leg out, and she's like, we're gonna die, but I love you. I was just like, this is giving me, like, more stress than anything else in the fucking film, because, like, that idea Well, they're not-
3: they're not gonna die, because because- because Paul and Barbara are gonna go into town and get the police. And that's exactly what doesn't happen, which gets to like. It's brought so... The makeup, but I, I thought that the so, the half fish people of this town are pretty fucking. They creeped. The, I guess okay. Because of the, the fit.
2: No, okay, so let's talk about the makeup first. I yeah, think. I do like, want
3: to. I, like like yeah.
2: makeup, you know, makeup. Makeup, El, yeah. makeup. Ella and I love special effects makeup. Yeah,
3: I defer to you
1: too.
2: Um, the fish people makeup was really good. Like the gills, the,
1: the, the everything, the fingers. the
2: fingers, all of that was really good. The one makeup that I was just kind of like, ugh. not like, oh, like grossed out, but like, you could have done better. Was when he pulls out the
0: fish hook in his but,
2: hand. Ugh. It's not a
0: fish hook; it's glass. It's like a piece of glass that, like, he puts his hand on.
3: No, it's a fish hook. And oh, what
0: is a fish hook? Yeah, yeah. on the railing. Uh,
3: that's it's pointless. Yeah. Has no bearing on the plot.
0: Yeah, and like he was like well, pulls I thought out the. They, fish- I originally thought before, like they say, like your mother. I thought the idea was like the fish hook was put there to like almost like zombie infect him.
3: No. Which
0: I thought would have made more sense to show that scene if like the idea no, was like. No, it they... was literally like I I agree with you. It was just kind of like it was just
2: it was there. there.
3: I think it was just to show like they're uncaring. Like they left the fish hook out. Yeah. Cause like, like he
2: puts his hand on the railing cause he's just yeah, like, and oh, whatever. He gets the
1: fish and hook. then he's like,
2: ugh. Oh, and he like pulls it out. But like the way he pulls it out, he's like, you just see the little like fake latex like it it, wobbles so it wobbled and i was just but like he's
3: wearing a misguided yeah
2: and but, like I, I, the I, hand oh like it looked fake like oh, the yeah. entire hand looked fake and i was just like
0: well because it didn't twitch it didn't move. the thing
1: uh, i will say
2: about
0: the makeup in this film is um and like i've had a lot of these conversations in dealing with like short shooting films yeah and like very limited budget Is, like, if you want to do this and you want a limited budget, welcome to Shadow. Because, like, I can make you a goddamn tentacle Mm -hmm. out of newspaper and glue Mm -hmm. that can flop and can give you some weird thing. But, like, if you put any light on this shit, it's gonna look like crap.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: But they did so much... I think the, the thing that really impressed me is they were so smart about their makeup. Mm-hmm. There's probably only about six actual makeup shots. Yeah. In its entire film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, uh, Tentacle mix Uh Her, her uh, Yeah, the, the gills on the The, the, gills, her, on her the gills, gills and her thing. There's the Ood. There's the priest's hand.
3: Yeah, the priest's mm-hmm. hand. And there's also well, the Ood guy, he also has this Fingers, the complicated tentacle yeah. fingers. Those are really cool.
0: Um, then there's him at the end growing the, the tentacles. The,
1: the,
3: the,
0: yeah, and then there's a few facial prosthetics. But besides that, it's pretty much all. Well, his whole uh, his the makeup that they did on him when he burned himself was good too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll say seven seven full prosthetics. Everything else, every character you see is is pretty much just like death makeup. It's gray. It's overly mm-hmm. shadowed. But then they do a lot of stuff with, like, you know, this character is just flopping in the shadow, and you just see them dragging it's, it's stuff. It's the
3: performance. That's the thing. Yeah. Is like, between the, the, the sound... So that's what I would say is, like, what scared me most, probably as a kid, is, like, it's going to scare me a lot more. But, like, the people who play the embokens in this movie, that ensemble does a great job because...
2: The way they move, they give the the, way the, they Like, start. I would say it's,
3: like, it's death makeup, but they look... Like, like, I would say Lovecraft called squamous. Like, their skin yeah. looks like it is bloated with seawater mm-hmm. and it's pale. It's, it it it's looks clam-y. gross. Yeah. It is, yeah. So they it have that, the the, the, the the way they bag the flesh around the eyes. Mm-hmm. But, like,
0: all of that is very much shadowing. Mm-hmm. But they they did a lot of really smart things of, like, in that first shot, shot when Barbara is going through, through it. the
3: streets, those narrow those streets. Those narrow
0: streets. They were able to show people, like, dragging arms or dragging legs and you never actually saw well,
1: what a lot they of people, were dragging Yeah,
0: and they had the, the wrappings or mm-hmm. they would just kind of like even there was one that like I paused on because I thought I saw something and I didn't. It really looks almost like she's holding a dustpan because
1: mm-hmm.
0: it gives it this fin look but you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But the way she's holding herself I like really I had to pause it and be like Oh my god, this bitch is giving me, like... There is so much going on under this. And the fact that that's the first time you're seeing the town... Yeah. It's so smart, because then and you make
3: expect... they just gurgling noises.
0: They make these gurgling noises. They, make... they, they do they weird make... forms yeah. in the cloth. So now every other time you see anyone else in this town...
1: Yeah.
0: Even if you don't actually see prosthetics on them, if you don't see them doing this you're so ingrained on this is the population mm-hmm. that they don't need to show anything and you will believe that there is some fish scale on them or just, oh i just can't see this the person because like,
3: yeah, he's catching these little glimpses of this motherfucker has gills this motherfucker has uh and then he tries to stay at the hotel one night and does not because there's that shot and i even remember right now that note like even as an adult now, because I
0: oh, like, the mob scene when
3: you see the mob mm-hmm. from his hotel room and it's all of them shambling because the, you know they're becoming deep ones. All these fish folks coming to the hotel and like and, and making and random fish creepy noises. fish noises mixed with Spanish, and that was really this is a scary ensemble whenever he fights them, it gets less scary. Um, because the fight choreo in this up. movie is frickin' terrible.
0: Well, also you then see close up on them. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: I mean, that and these people like let themselves get set on fire and stuff like that frequently <gasps> oh, in fights. Oh, um, but
0: Yeah, they're not the same Like, when we get suspicious. to the end.
3: But that's also something, too, is like, in the original story, Shadow Over Man's Mouth, the main character is like, this town's fucked up, and eventually meets an alcoholic old man who's been there for the whole history of the town who explains everything for him. And just like that, in this movie, you he meet the alcoholic alcohol old, old man... man. So it's the source material, and the Alcoholic Old Man spends the whole thing, it's like, there's the fish people, we've started breeding with the fish people, it's a bad cult that worships Dagon, and that guy's that like a funny. fairly good actor.
2: Yeah. yeah. So like, speaking of the uh, the drunk hobo, <laughs> I, I literally wrote... Drunk hobo. Could... I, yeah, like, I, I named him Hobo, and then I realized what his name actually was later. But, um, I go, um...
3: Based on a character named Zadok Allen in the book.
0: Huh.
3: Zadok. That's a name. That's a Lovecraft that's, name. That's a, that's,
0: a, that's a power name. Yeah. You name Holy. your son Zadok
2: and they will rule the world. Yeah. Um, like when he talks about like the women, both the women have died. Yeah. yeah. He goes, the women, they die. And then takes a sip of his, uh, from his
0: flask and I go, the women, they die. I drink. women <laughs> is... die, I drink. The men has died, I, I drink. drink. The sun has Does come die. up, I, I drink. drink. There is a puddle, I drink. I drink. drink. <laughs> Man, I'm not saying I approve of what you're doing. I'm not saying I approve of your life. But I am approving of how you're
3: dealing with shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could just go into my work and be like, The files are sent! I drink!
3: (laughs) And the interesting thing, I should bring this up, he kind of explains the origin of the town. So there is a point, because in the book, main character... I think his name is Richard, and Shadow over Innsmouth figures out he's got a tie to Innsmouth and in his blood, and he starts to develop the fish stuff over the course of many years. And he writes yeah. at, the end of, at the end of the story that I will return to Innsmouth, and I'm going to go in the sea and dealt with the dweep ones amidst wonder and glory forever, and that's how it ends. So they do their own version of that in this. Okay. But the thing is, in Innsmouth, the captain who went into the Pacific and learned the blasphemous rites of Dagon from this unnamed tribe is Captain Obed Marsh. So okay. they named the character Paul Marsh whereas he's like they have this Captain Kambaro and Ujia is Ujia Kambaro yeah. and the guy who seems to be the leader and the most fishy fucked up guy who's gone like full Cthulhu <laughs> and like he walks with two canes and his fingers are transitioning into tentacles that are wrapped around the canes that scared the yeah. crap out of me that's just gross. But oh, that's saw, Xavier Cambaro. So, like, okay. we have very few named characters in the movie. So um, we have the
0: Cambaros and the uh, yeah the Paul's family.
3: Paul's family. So the Marsh thing is significant if you're a Lovecraft nerd. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that old guy gives you all of the plot. Oh yeah. In, he, in he, both the movie and in the short story version, I, that old I, guy I, explains the whole plot. I
0: did make like a little mental joke to myself because, like, when they were talking about the whole idea, is like there was fishing village and the fish dried up and there weren't any more fish, so they decided to like pray to Dagon and Dagon brought them fish and, and gold. Then, what?
3: And gold, and gold, like you and
0: do. and partly me just like literally I had this like thoughts. I was I watched it, I took a pause, and I had a cigarette, and I literally had this like mild like mental plot of like this almost like animatic where it's like Moana's island.
1: Oh yeah, and uh-huh. then
0: the day gone island, <laughs> and it was, it was like, like right next to. They're there. not
3: yeah. chill, o- Moana. They're not chill over there.
1: <laughs>
0: like how to deal with fish not coming back. Moana I shall go and return the heart of to Fiti and I shall bring back Maui and the people anyway, over there are just like
3: we're gonna bang Dagon
0: and just Moana being like like on her ship where it's like the beautiful Polynesian music yeah you know and like the wind <laughs> is blowing and like how hey, far hey, I'll go it. and then <laughs> they like, it oh. calls me <laughs> and they arrive on this island and she's just like Get get back on the boats.
3: She's like, can I dock over here? Some guy, can... yeah, I'll leave. I'll leave. <laughs> you uh, know what? We're we're chill. We're chill.
0: We're gonna go. Okay, every, every, everybody, get back on the boats. Everybody I see you goes. talk
3: about Tafiti, but I have a different god. <laughs> this one you can fuck.
0: <laughs>
1: Definitely <laughs> back on the boats. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's
2: hilarious. I now want to make this a thing. I also feel like
0: Maui would be like, I get to fuck another god, what? And then you you have, like, the rock, is this how the rock Dwayne actually exists? Is he part, like, Samoan god
3: and part
2: I. I, Well, it's funny, because now I'm literally imagining, like, so Moana pulls up to
3: this this creepy-ass island. Island.
0: That happens. Get the fuck back on the boat. And then, uh, what? Maui? Maui. Maui thank you.
1: Hey, hey. I was <laughs> like, I'm just gonna Maui. Hey, <laughs> hey. Hey, hey,
3: hey. No, it's the... It's,
0: the, it's the chicken. The
3: hey, chicken hey is the chicken.
0: chicken.
3: Stay god. On. Definitely. I <laughs> Juilliard
0: chicken noises. <laughs> um, and Maui, like, do you ever wonder why he gets so many roles? <laughs> do you ever wonder how he does so well? Mm. He's been washed. He's been hey hey. He's been so many things. He's he fucking
2: it. <laughs> Actually, it's
3: just that Alan Tudyk is a national treasure.
0: Yeah, you really
1: not.
2: Right. Um, but like Maui overhears that it's a god that you can fuck, and he's just like, "Uh, sorry, Moana. god he, that I can he fuck." It's and so out comes cool. out comes
0: Ushia, like, "Hello."
1: I've had
0: 10 Nope. So then we get to this very weird place where it's like, all this stuff's happening. Oh, God, this this poor person, this poor this. Actually, Pablo, you're half-dig on me. And I it, it, it was just kind of like, what?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that kind of just shows up at the end because there's this really kind of rapid, like the movie kind of spends the first 40 minutes just kind of like with bewilderment. The old guy shows up. He explains stuff, and then he w- tries to steal a car to get out of town. Going to the Canberra house to do right.
1: it. It feels very. He like... tries to
3: hotwire a car. Yeah, we
2: were I was talking like, about. Oh, sorry, go no, on. going I was say, like, yeah, you, were, you said that he uh, he tries to hotwire the car, and I was like, Pablo, you don't seem smart enough to hotwire a car. Oh, and you're not. Well, like, except the hobo is trying to create yeah, a, a, a distraction to help
3: it's you like, because ah, he's ah, suddenly ah, super helpful. Hobo
0: like the first, like. Like two thirds of this film seem very uh, tremors, Leprechaun, that that great like nineties classic horror style.
3: Yeah, I could see that. And it kind of, of just
0: like we are a person, we are stuck, we are. Oh, how do I get out of this? Descenti, and it's very classic horror. Yeah. styling oh, yeah. like oh god, the evil tentacled woman wants to like kiss me, and she's running after me. And then it was like spliced
3: in, almost like because I mean this ties into the second time the movie traumatized me because when he's in the Kambara house, he runs into retirement at the beginning Ujia, who like they imply is like the daughter of the head of the household because Mm -hmm. fish incest is in this movie and so he like sees her you're the woman from my dreams well my nightmares and then he inexplicably is really attracted to her because it is very easy now Paul well, thinks that his girlfriend little, I mean, is dead like, so he can totally hook fuck this well, chick well
2: no like there is a moment where he's he's like so dead. he thinks his girlfriend's dead because he hears it from the the hobo mm-hmm. he goes back to the hotel and then he sees her and he's mm-hmm. like oh you're not dead Barbara and then Barbara turns around and it's the fish girl but I wrote my notes There is no Barbara. Only (laughs) Dagon. Only Dagon. Only Zul.
0: Well, it it was, and like both times, all all three times, and we'll get to the third, which is my like body pillow size question mark of life. Um, uh, He hears like the sirens call. Mm -hmm. He hears this like, "Ah,
1: yeah,
0: ah, ah," and it's very like. Kind of, my, my, like, the Little Mermaid being like,
1: ah, yeah,
0: you want to pay attention to me? Pay no attention to the little, like, fish things. Yeah. But, so you get this idea, like, she's, like, luring him in with And it, she's, like... like,
3: very much plays it, and I think this is for the actress's credit, she plays this as a romantic story for a character. She is destined to be with Paul. Yeah. Like, just... I'm in your dreams. Like, she's where, so where... happy to see Paul when she meets him, and... He immediately feels drawn to her, and they start kissing, and he awkwardly rubs his hands down her torso and feels these ribcage gills and tears away the blankets, and Ujia has two tentacles instead of legs, <laughs> like and, and, like
1: like, like just and like a weird octopus bottom,
2: and he screams and runs away.
1: I almost
0: imagine. That like that would be the sound effect just... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So so like it's this very weird scene and then like he gets captured and it's it's still kind of Before he
3: gets captured, the shit gets so because this is when he starts like fighting back. This is like Also, I have a question. So this is this is
0: a major issue I have in this film. Yeah. The first two thirds of the film, every time he gets knocked down, he's like, Where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? Where am I and then randomly in the last third he loses his glasses and doesn't
1: care.
0: Like, he just goes on without him. And then I was like... Ah, you noticed that. Like, but... But... Are, are, like... Because, like, there are people like me. I, I have... Like, I'm, like, minus 1.5, so if I don't have my glasses, mm-hmm. shit's a little blurry. But also... And then you have me, who is blind as a fucking bat. Yeah, if you don't have glasses or contacts, it's like, where, where is the Ella? What, what, what?
1: Am I a fish girl, or am <laughs> I Ella?
3: Well, it gets, it gets it gets worse. Like, not only do they ignore that, but, like, something to Tulsa know is, like, he keeps, ever since he arrived in this town, having weird stomach pains which make him grip his side like he's about to turn into the Hulk all the time. And he keeps having those, which, like, it's important to remember those. And he tries to flee the house, and he starts fighting back. And I want to say that he fights a guy trying to steal the car keys again.
1: Yeah. And
3: he he has, like, an old-timey brick Nokia cell phone. And in my favorite piece of the bad fight choreography in this movie, the fish man has got both his arms wrapped around his leg. And I'm not even talking about the scene where the tentacle riot tries to give him a swirly. He tries, because oh that's, that's a thing. It, no, that's right, guys, the really, tentacle guy is swirling. The tentacle guy doesn't give him a sweater. I smile. forgot about the sword. But story. the one
1: guy who's rubs his arm is like,
3: and he pulls his cell phone out of his jeans pocket. Also, Paul wears a Miskatonic University sweater, which I just love. Um, but uh, he pulls his brick phone, and he just starts, and I can't say hitting the guy in the temple, he starts bapping the guy in the temple with his cell phone. Like, you can imagine Paul going, nyeh, 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 <laughs> until the guy, like, let's go. You're like, like, smacking him with the cell phone. I and know, I just, no, like, lost my shit.
0: Have I ever watched this film again? It's all I'm
3: gonna hear. <laughs> nyeh, nyeh, <laughs> nyeh. And then, like, Paul, like, he's running through the town, and he hooks up with the hobo again, and he finds Vicky and Barbara, and he's, like, he constantly tries to fight people off with the knife from his Swiss Army knife, so his Chinese one-inch Army. blade. And everyone's just like, what the fuck are you doing, Paul? And then he finds Barbara, like, it's like, oh, yeah, like the hobo lied because he didn't want you to know the even darker truth, and we cut to Vicky, who like something attacked them in the water on the boat, like we mentioned earlier, and she's they, like they Paul's have, they gone. Have He's seen cleaned up her
0: leg though.
3: Yeah, they have they yeah. properly cleaned up Vicky's leg and like sewn the sewn the stump. You've seen in a previous scene that Paul, like Howard's skin is hanging in the house where they keep the skin of so people. So we know Howard is it's like hella man. dead. Yeah, but like, and then Vicky reveals that. Like something terrible happened, in, in, and for Vicky, it's indescribable. And then for the other guy, he goes, was, "He take was... her." What? What? What do you mean? I I going to overact. What do you mean? And then the whole guy's, "Oh, he fuck her." Yeah. Which is yeah like, guy, was like, her. Oh, he
0: fuck her. I'm like, what? <laughs> I love, I loved it because he was like, it was, it was like he's a little trying bit to like explain because the the old man was like, he take her into the deep, and he's like, what? He's like, he. He take her he he, he he be with her What? He is with her in primal way What he, he, he is he put his tentacle dick in her vagina and she is now pregnant Get with it Pablo Yeah, yeah his like, ten, he,
3: his he myriad so nightmare time. cocks have entered her
1: oh, God.
0: <laughs> I love how like pissed off the hobo I'm so he was sad just I like he was just like he be with her He make love through her he have sex with her. Alright, here's a schematic of how a baby is born, Papa. I mean, it's
3: right up there with um, the case 39 where David Caruso was like, hey, fuck you. And the camera <laughs> zooms in awkward. It's, it's like, he fuck her. Uh, so, and then Barbara very pointedly says that if this shit happens, if whatever lives in the water out there gets kill to me. me, kill me immediately. I'm out, and I'm everyone out. watching the movie is like, totally get it. Yeah. And then the fish people show up and capture them.
0: Well, and then Vicky's like, nah.
3: Nah. Okay,
0: and this this goes back to the point where I was like, Vicky, you're my favorite. And then Vicky straight up like seppuku's herself.
3: Hardcore seppuku. Well, sepiku. no, I
0: literally, at one point was in my notes, I
2: was like, oh, Vicky can fight. Uh, not as good as I thought she could. With Poor one Vicky.
3: Leg and no clothes. But quotes. she
0: straight up is just like, she gets the knife and she's just like, nope. 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 nope no no and just is dragging the knife across her stomach and i was just like
1: get it
3: and then we come to in the torture shed where they skin people and
1: with the police and everything torture but no, shed. Oh. no the
3: fact that paul's actual line is like if you wouldn't have helped us this would if you hadn't helped us all this wouldn't have happened to you he actually says that to the old guy. No, well,
0: there is a little, little line too. Like, after they peel off the old guy's face... From oh, the yeah, guy, they
3: peel off the old guy's face in front of Paul while Paul tries to recite the Lord's scripture with him. And then randomly,
0: the, Paul's like... Because, like, Paul has been, like, ultimate soft boy this entire time.
3: Softest boy.
0: And then he looks at me, he's like, Come on, motherfucker! And I was like, Honey, if you have shown at least, like, a gram of testosterone at all in the rest of this film... That might have, like, given me some, like, yeah, but at this point, baby doll, like, this is just adrenaline.
3: Now, to defend Mm -hmm. my garbage, garbage soft boy, Paul, he did develop a bit of, like, uh, let's not be toxic about our masculinity, but a bit of a warrior instinct came out when he tried to fight people off with a one-inch blade, and he he repeatedly tries to, like, threaten to kill the homeless guy until he, like, he starts to get more aggressive by this point. His okay, arc don't... starting from the shed, though, if we're going to get like super like yeah, intellectual, okay. like, after starting from the shed,
0: the shed, his arc gets better. So I no, it's watch...
3: not that. I, I would argue that. And I think this is a stronger case. It's not that his arc gets better. His arc stops making fucking sense at the Shed. Yeah, it's, He goes from extremes to, like, I'm resigned to this fate. I'll rebel against this fate. Oh, my God, you're skinning faces. Come on, motherfucker, skin my face. Like, he is all over the place.
0: Yeah. Like, Paul, have you seen a shrink recently? Well, he's... he's I know you're about to get killed by an old god, but if we can just take 20 minutes... But also, I will. I will prose this. Is his evolution have to do with, like, the Dagon E? Uh, because I don't know another word for I it.
3: Think, I think the movie so, tries to be about, like, fate on some level. And so about. Is, is like, the
0: idea, like, now that he's been in this town for a while and he's these, getting these side pains, is, like, the, 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 the Dagon up. fish creature and is the reason why he's such a soft boy, is, like, He's not a hundred percent who he's supposed
1: to be.
3: I'm sure that's that's one way to interpret it. I, I, I
0: mean,
3: think I'm, I'm the cosmic I'm horror. For I mean, this I'm, movie I'm tries really... very hard to be a lot of things, and it's trying to do creature feature and cosmic horror at the same time. Cosmic horror is almost only ever a thing in genre fiction and fantasy literature, but not and horror it, films it's, because uh, well, it's no, hard. Like
0: event horizon.
3: Other than Event Horizon, I think it's very hard for the true villain to be a chaotic and indifferent universe. It's very hard to get that vibe. Event Horizon does a great job.
0: I I, I love that movie. But I'll say (laughs) Event Horizon is halfway due to the actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, The whole
3: cast of Event Horizon, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, one guy who's menacing white guy in other movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, a a, a, a paleontologist who's excited to see dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's a Jurassic Park guy who goes fully crazy, pops out his eyeballs. Yeah, he's like... Yeah, it, but it's, it's very it, hard to do cosmic horror in a film.
0: It is. Uh, it, it's very easy to do, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey and stuff like that where it's more thriller. I know there's a film. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. It's with... Uh, uh annihilation
3: i want to watch that too i've heard Where about it it's, the it's prison big, that refracts emotions and the crap i hear yeah through the grapevine. I, I just
0: know i've seen the scene with the bear mm. thing and i was like somebody was like just watch the scene and i'm like no i'm down uh but yeah cosmic horror is very is very weird to do and i feel like the an issue with cosmic horror is because you're dealing with gods and stuff like that it's easy to be like oh, can we write down this really bad acting or this really bad like character progression as like cosmic horror juju or is it like, cause we're not being able to sit down cause... with the writers and be like did you mean this very weird jump in personality to mean something, or is this just a weird-ass jump?
3: My interpretation, yeah. given the overall lack of quality in the film, is that they are attempting to do this thing. And this is my honest belief that the writing very... Like, that's the whole thing with Paul's, like, motif where he verbally goes two possibilities and talks about... Or he tries to, like, that that awful scene where he tries to be sexy with it with his girlfriend. Talk about his whole, like, binary belief and probability and shit. <laughs> but Whatever. The thing with Paul is like, so cosmic horror is that there's this big universe and you're just a speck in it and it's indifferent to you and that's the true existential horror of it that comes out. So like, the idea, I could... Tell that they so desperately want to be like he's unaware that his fate is tied in with these people and that it is inevitable and that he is going to be sucked into something greater than himself. And that's why it's a really big deal, I think, that when Ujia rolls in on her creepy ass wheelchair from that she borrowed from the movie Red Dragon with her creepy headdress on. That was a cool outfit. I know.
2: I wrote on my notes. I want Ujia's gold outfit. Yeah, it's pretty cool
3: because she shows up and says, like, I'm in your dreams, like you can't care about. Barbara you care about me because like, you dream about me like will destiny be forever and I mean my favorite exchange in the movie fuck Dagon yes and her child will be immortal because guess what they're going to give Barbara to Dagon and she talks about how they're going to be lovers for eternity mm-hmm. in Dagon's like fishy glory and he says and, and they're going to have immortal children and his other line is and I remember I those yeah and they're going to have to be some kind of half assed fish in the sea mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really weird thing but he also says like, it's going to happen, there's no escape is there, and Ujia's like, no. Yeah. So like the movie is trying to be really heady and about fate. It is not succeeding.
0: No, and I think I think that's the issue is like I'm so used to like watching films like The Witch
3: or mm-hmm. A really like, good movie.
0: Like uh I have watched The Lighthouse, but like I recently was reading an article about uh, uh the the haunting of Hill House, in two thousand one. Yeah uh about the idea that the only two characters that survive are actually the only two characters that show compassion mm-hmm. for other people in the film and this is the reason why the house allows them to like live is the idea like their their ancestors were these horrible like asylum like people and like the only way you can kind of like escape is both times they kind of sacrifice themselves yeah. for somebody else so it was almost like you had to get so much karma points to get mm-hmm. out of this house and somebody was like, Yeah, I freaking rewatched it and like this is like a trash two thousands film, but like if you look at it in like its spirit, like this is a very well done film.
3: I, I have a question for you two.
0: 2000s. This is two thousand one. Really? This
3: is a two thousand one film. Yeah,
0: so I, I was know, not right? aware I thought it was like mid eighties. Yeah. So
3: how did the face peeling hit both of you? How did how did how did that how did that one set up?
2: Okay, so
3: because because hobo straight up gets his face taken the fuck off like from well, the neck up, head peeled off I like would a skin love mask. To tell you. Where they try to like recite the Lord's Prayer as a uh, hobo guy. You remind me of man, my mother and father wanted me to be, <laughs> and then they take his so, freaking okay. face. Oh, I. It's real hardcore. I should not be laughing at that.
2: It is definitely. It's a lot. It is a it is a a lot in one scene. Um. I, I, okay, trying to figure out how to phrase
0: this. That, that's a whole life right there. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's a lot to process.
2: Um, so I don't mind blood, guts, and gore. hmm And I have a feeling, Ella, you're kind of going to be on the same page as me with this scene. Yeah. But it felt a little, like, torture porny.
3: Oh, incredibly. To me.
2: <laughs> versus, like, oh, it's, you know, like... It's a scary thing, we're, you know, killing him. But it to me, it felt very torture-porny, and, like, the it was, like, gore for the sake of gore. It wasn't, like, had anything to really do with... It did,
3: and I, I also think if the whole thing is that these people are proud... I get that they're hiding their fish-like features from the characters, but the idea that ritualistically they wear the skins of, of their victims, yes, yeah. like, why would you want to hide any of this glory? Like, if yeah. this is a blessing from Dagon
1: to right. be like this. Uh,
0: so, to, to be uh, 150% honest, uh, I checked my phone. What? During this scene. I oh. was so, and, like, I can say this as somebody who watches a, uh, obscene amount of horror. Yeah. Like, no, totally. I, I watch horror the way people Mad watch... Mad respect, yo. Like, <laughs> uh, like, reality TV, like, the amount... I think I was literally, like, Home Alone last week, and I literally just put on, um... Grave Encounters casually while I was like walking around the that's house. That's a
3: fun movie, though. I really that's a it. fun like stupid haunted uh, show. Grave Encounters movie. Two
0: is actually really good. Ties into
3: the first. Oh, oh my god, I need to see that.
0: It's really good. Uh, but like, I was just casually walking, watching around it, and like I was doing something. And I was like sitting on the couch texting, and I was like, oh, "Ah, fire got his neck snapped." And I got out of this like self moment of like the things you say out loud to yourself, Ella. Okay. Uh, so this this was a scene that absolutely uh, in a film that actually held my attention very very well. I'm uh, I'm not sure it's because like I am a, like a D-rated horror junkie. I just watched Velosa Pastor. And I lived for that fucking film. I was You know, I'm going to
3: also say this garbage film had, um, well, I'm getting, like, really aggressive towards it, but this bad bad movie that hurt (laughs) Little Mason also probably had the extra thing of, like, you were watching going, like, well, what parts fucked up Little Mason? (laughs) Because a lot of this movie did.
0: I I, I was like that, but, like, it was just one of those scenes where, like, you know, dealing with, like, Oh, like the fish yeah. people, or like I, I mean, it's like, like a change but in, in genre. This scene. I was so just like, oh, torture scene, cool. Do 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 do. do. I'm gonna make a drink. Oh, it's are reciting the Lord's prayer. Like to me, this was the most boring scene because this f- scene could have been in Texas Chainsaw. It could have been in. Uh, 2001 Maniacs. It could have been in, like, seven... A ton
3: of other movies. So,
0: for me, like, this entire scene kind of, like, lost me for about ten minutes, where I was just, like, like how you said, Ashy, it's it's torture porny, it's gore for the sake of gore. Like, I could have done
3: without it. You could tell that they were spending a ton of their budget on this, this scene. scene. And
0: I was like, cool, I'm gonna go check, like, my phone, I'm gonna, like, refill my whiskey drink. Come at me, motherfucker. Oh, Paul, a testicle dropped. Congrats. (laughs) I think it also might be your sperm sack, (laughs) in more of a fishy way. But sure, whatever, dude, cool. But like... It, but, it was the most yeah. boring scene to me in the entire film.
3: Now that being said, I know we're kind of spoiling the ending, but now that we know that like like they're they're gonna reveal that he's got the Cambaro blood in it. Like we she can is, like that. so into fucking her brother mm-hmm. and like knows it's her brother, it's like that bothers well, no, me. The
2: scene literally or at least, a little the quote, the quote yeah. she yeah. Like she literally is like, You are my brother, you are my lover, and we are meant to be together, and we will love each other forever and eternity, and we will
0: be one. And I'm like but he's your brother, though. I love,
1: Let's like, the
2: it.
0: accent you went to for her, and then somehow you went, like, Brooklyn Heights.
3: Ironically. Or like,
0: he your brother, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah,
2: you, you, you don't. You No, don't well, fuck Well, we know the, the name
3: Deep One certainly isn't referring to their gene pool.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: oh. So
2: wait a second. Are the Lannisters...
3: Fish people, of Fish course. People. No, they're lion folk. <laughs> they're, got, they take their personas like hardcore serious.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like how you treat Dagon is how they treated Aslan. No. <laughs> oh, no!
1: No, no,
0: no! I don't mean that I really love the prodigals
1: <sighs> <Chronicles> of Borgia. <laughs> I don't want to take
0: it.
2: I think we
3: just made Satan chuckle, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think I heard him chuckle below. He was like, meh. Yeah, I I you're a proud gig. of me, Daddy. I hope
0: you're proud. Daddy's proud of us. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Daddy!
3: So, yeah. He, so, Paul decides he's gonna go full badass and save Barbara from, like, the full-on Indiana Jones-level, like, Kali Ma shit that is starting to yeah. go down.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: uh, th- that, that scene just made me giggle, because it was so just, like, she, she, her arms are coming off. It's, it's I, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm watching it
2: being like... <laughs> Where she's being pulled in with, uh, from like, is, is that supposed oh, to be Oh yeah, so
3: it cuts to, it cuts to, that is supposed to be Dagon. Okay. So it cuts to, like, they're under the chamber, it Paul is so... suddenly fighting, so the only reason Paul, so I think they imply that the whole, like, they're meant to be in the water so they move bad on land, but yeah. also like, every fight that Paul has throughout this movie depends on the fact that being an embokan doesn't give you special old one strength it just makes you look freaky and be really shitty and slow in a fight because he like does this crap it cuts to her she's got her cool ass ceremonial shit on and like a helmet yeah. mm-hmm. she's carving runes into naked barbara they're putting her over a pit all the Imbokens are there and they're chanting yeah yeah cthulhu fatagan and then motherfucker like just walks in with a thing of kerosene and the lighter, his thing is he's had his girlfriend's lighter the whole movie and it's been a big help to him.
0: And, she's been and he just been a kinda... Proof that being a smoker will save people.
3: Yes, especially if your name is John Constantine. And um... <laughs> I
0: smoke cigarettes because I want to protect all of you. I just want to say that, exactly. Mason, Ashy, I smoke cigarettes because eventually one day my lighter will save you both. Exactly. It's fine. I'm just going to recite magic
2: spells backwards and we'll see what happens. Out. It'll work out. It'll be great.
3: Um, thank you Zoe. may or
2: may not turn you into a bunny at that point but okay random I turn you random thing
3: Mirena Bakarin would be an amazing Zatanna inspired. yes um, but that being said like if you thought it was weird that like the fight choreography because yes he gets into a fight with a guy who has tentacles for arms who tries to kill him in the toilet um, but at this point, he walks up to them mid-ritual, and just it's happening. loud! It's loud, so we wouldn't have to be particularly stealthy. If this were d I'd set the DC at, like, 12, because they're, like, super distracted. And the, he's clearly a low-level PC, I can't give him a high DC. <laughs> but he, like, douses one person in kerosene, then, like, two and three... And they don't really react as violently as they should to the intruder on the ritual. Also, and then know, he just lights one on fire, and they start awkwardly flailing into each other and lighting each other on fire. Right, no fire. And, oh,
1: oh, oh. It is
3: impractical. It is... Ash is more right than I am. It is so... <laughs> it is so... I mean, that's imp- literally what It's, just, like, it's just, just a lot of... Blah, 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 blah. It would be so <laughs> terrible if I crashed flaming into someone else and spread this. Well,
0: it's also like, I had this moment when I was watching it where I was like... Because uh, when I used to go camping a lot, we would take like little packs of kerosene mm-hmm. to do like quick fire spurts. But there is a reason why people use a lighter fluid and everything else. If you've ever smelled kerosene, it is like that slight whiff you get at a gas station times 50. But
3: these people smell like you fucked five cans of tuna. Like, there's nothing cutting through that stink. You
0: know, uh, I never thought about uh, that. And uh, after this exact moment, Mason, I never want to think about the idea of that smell ever again. In well, my even life. in the
3: original source book where they talk about how people have the ins mouth look, um, you know, they don't smell good. Like I would I would I would like the one thing I'll argue about is like maybe they don't smell the kerosene because of their weird physiology. But the fact that they let him set any of them on fire before they whack him over the head again, or the fact that their reaction is to basically help him burn them like okay, with so, with, so, with lack of coordination
1: yeah at the end
0: barbara and is, barbara's
3: being lowered into a pit as this and, is all and happening she gets
0: dagon and the arms get ripped off and like i well, really i really don't care about barbara well head. yeah
3: she gets pulled out of the pit and she's like oh you gotta kill me i'm covered in black goo and dagon did the thing and then he's like, no, I can't do it. I love you. And then d- the big fish monster comes out. That yeah. is supposed to be Dagon. Like, I've even, yeah. like, double-checked. Yeah. This, this bad CGI fish monster comes out, grabs her, and, like, it's just her yeah. fucking
0: arms. Arms are, like, megling. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. okay. left it on the so fucking bad. thing she was strapped to. It was to. so
0: bad, but, like, okay. So <laughs> bad it's, prosthetic arms. So this, this is the issue I have with this film. Is at the point Pablo lights himself on fire?
3: Oh yeah, he, because it's revealed that like he's developing gills. He is secretly of the Kambaro blood.
0: He is he is her brother, and she wants to go full a full Lannister on him. And uh,
3: she, he says two possibilities, no possibilities, and then he has an idea, and, <laughs> yeah, he, and he lights he likes his ass. ass on fire. Mm-hmm. And
0: she uh, throws him into the water. And uh, I, I, I have this very big issue that I've been struggling with since I watched this film up until talking about it. Um, why does it feel so romantic? Because... When they're in the water and he's like half burned and she's like back to like flippery, it feels like the fucking end of a goddamn Disney film.
3: It... Well, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like... So in the original book, in the original short story there's this change and like they put the last thing in the movie as he and Ujia swim into the, the same pit yeah. from his nightmare dream is then it comes up with the, we shall dwell with the deep ones amidst it's wondering yeah. where you forever something like that. The yeah. last line of that story, because Paul's the character, like their mind has changed. Now the, here's the thing though, is Paul, and this is why I says his arc doesn't make any fucking sense because he's like, up top, and he has his dramatic because they keep trying to do his little two possibilities thing. So he's He goes soft two possibilities. Boy, and he goes no boy, possibilities.
0: Disney prince.
3: Yeah, because he pours the the fluid on himself and burns him, and just like that shit ain't gonna fly. And they jump into the pit with him to not to pull him out. So you see him in the water, and he instantaneously is turning into a fish person. He is realizing that he has rib gills now, that he can breathe under the water, yeah. despite being horrifically burnt and not just immediately going,
1: oh, yeah. my nerve endings! And it's also
0: like, you just burnt yourself and you're now in salt water. This is about as bad as you can get without but, falling into a pile of lemons. Instead, he has this <laughs> moment
3: of silent acceptance? And he's like, well, at least my tentacle friend and my tentacle girlfriend is hot. And they just kind of swim off together.
0: Yeah. But it was just. I, it's I was, such a rapid. I literally watched. I watched that scene. And then was like, rewind? Because like the way. Because once again, they do that little siren like.
1: Ah,
3: mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. Ah. But that's also when you have under it the chorus going. "Yeah." So it's, yeah, it's
0: that great siren yeah, song. Yeah. So it's like.
1: No. I'm, I'm oh, oh, say, oh! You I do, do the Simon. Like, so you get the, yeah. it's this 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 creepy "ia" with this. Yeah. Uh, so, but so I, wait. I, I, can, we,
2: can we do that one more time? with yeah.
3: The two of us doing. Ia, ia, Cthulhu. fatagen. Ia, ia, Cthulhu. fatagen. And yeah, you'd want to swim into the abyss if you heard that, <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> I was, Please, yes. please,
0: please don't drown yourselves and swim into the
3: abyss. Listen, the old ones through. are. We're crit- sorry,
0: we were just on your podcast. Take out your headphones. The and only not swim gods into the deep.
3: worth it are the dark ones. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, it's a weird freaking ending because he because that's what I'm saying is like I think it feels romantic because from Ujia's perspective, she is playing it like this is her prince, she is the princess, and this is Destiny. yeah, this, this, this,
0: this yeah. is yeah, this is for Ia, It is her Disney fairy tale ending.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like she's getting the prince. They've gone to the castle, and that's
3: why this is streaming on Disney Plus right now. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, i, I Dagon? so much day gone.
3: or the I mean, Mandalorian.
2: <laughs> so I, I don't know if you caught. Like maybe this is exactly what triggered the whole Disney Prince thing. But um, because I was I was like listening, but I was also looking up freaky facts for uh-huh. the freaky fact corner. But what?
0: what uh, we gotta well, go
2: first. No, well, no, I I was gonna say. One of the notes I wrote down when, like, the dialogue was happening was, she literally goes, a dream is a wish.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That's a fucking lie.
2: I literally wrote, your dream is a wish your heart makes? Like, I had to finish it.
0: One second. When the fish God comes to you.
2: (laughs)
3: So, interestingly enough, yeah, that's a fucking lie. I literally
2: finished it. I was like, that... I was like, okay, she's like, a dream is a wish. I'm like,
0: your heart makes.
2: It
3: is great, though, because what <laughs> when happens.
0: When the fish god comes to you, I just have to keep finishing
3: when,
1: that when now. When right? Barbara like,
3: dies, I if I recall. Yeah, I do recall.
1: When the fish god comes. Because Xavier pins
3: him with. One of yeah. the canes, and his shirt is hiked up, and he sees he's, the guild forming, like, and he says, you are Cambaro, and explains that Paul is actually Pablo, and his mom fled, because way before he had face tentacles, he was really quite hot, and he would bring an outs. it was like a wicker man thing. Yeah. It was, he yeah, was, it was gonna like, bring it
2: So, I didn't, I thought the, the ood looking Cthulhu guy was Dagon at first, because he, and I was like, because I wasn't sure if,
3: yeah. well,
0: the, the I ask. The mask have, is so Fucking creepy.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah but he well, takes no, off I, that and it's
1: even worse. Yeah, I'm so like, how does this go like, bad I, to I,
0: worse? Right? Because, like, I wrote down,
2: because I was like, He's okay, well, maybe here. that's Dagon, because I didn't know that the tentacle monster below yeah. that ate yeah. Barbara was Dagon. Yeah, this
3: movie doesn't go, do a good job of explaining Like, things. Who is
2: Dagon? <laughs> um, and so I was like, Darth Dagon?
1: Darth Dagon?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pablo, I am your father.
2: Actually, although he doesn't say Luke, I'm your father. So.
1: I am your papa. <laughs>
0: I'm like, I want, I want him to say that now. I am your papa.
2: <laughs>
3: but no, like, no, see, that's the great thing too, is you weren't the only person I met who has seen this movie and says, so I wasn't sure, was that just like a big fish monster or Dagon? It's like, they should, for a, if you're going to straight up, because they have that cool shot of um, Captain Kembaro throwing the like, lead weight with the Dagon symbol with the water to summon him. And they have the POV shot that you imagine is Dagon's POV as he rises out of the sea. And you see all the cultists like basking in his wonder. Well,
0: Mm and then the the POV uh, so much reminded me. The reason why, like, when I first watched it, I like immediately associated with Dagon is actually because it super reminded me of Evil Dead. Yeah, of it being like that—that that camera point, that very fast camera point of you don't see the entity. Yeah, yeah. but like it's moving and it's going, so you know. And that's, its perspective
3: that's... and people's reactions are telling yeah. you everything so like you need for to me, know. I
0: feel like I immediately got that I was Day just because of the camera perspective. And the actors
3: sell that reverence. They...
0: So that that's such a weird thing. So like the acting is bad, but I'm not saying it's good acting, but I'm saying every scene in this film is acted 115%.
3: It's too ham.
0: It, it's it's not always good acting, but I will say like I have watched a lot of films. I watched a, a film with a... Uh, oh. Dagon,
3: a dream is a wish your heart makes. To fuck a fish lady. <laughs> to
0: fuck a fish lady.
1: I
2: also because like I'm looking up pictures because I probably I'll probably do um.
1: See Ushia. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll probably do Ushia for Women Crush Wednesday, but I'm looking at pictures of her in gold outfit, and I re- I remember thinking this when I saw the movie. She kind of reminds me of the um, the Oracle.
3: From three hundred,
2: no, from uh, never ending watch. Story.
0: Oh,
2: kinda. okay, I can
3: see both of those actually,
0: uh, and and I could also see the Oracle from three hundred. Yeah, yeah, but also uh, what I was saying about like the acting is it reminded me of uh, Steve Buscemi from like three from Silver Bullet. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Like that's yeah, the only way I that. can describe his acting is Steve Buscemi from yeah. Silver Bullet because it's so bad. But you're so deeply committed to it yeah. that I kind of am enjoying it.
3: When he grabs the hobo and goes like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, people?" It's just like, I mean, like some of the things you that are, are not
0: a good actor. But I, I have but to some have some
3: of the things the script has written in it are insane. Like yeah. just in, like that script is bonkers. Um,
0: uh, but, so that, that is the plot of Dagon. Well, um, and, and I, I think so, the
3: thing is that the acting is all, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump no, over but, you, but the, the acting is definitely like everyone is hamming it up like 150%, which works for all the bad guys. But everyone else needed to, like, actually well, act. the
0: issue. Nobody else was a good guy except for Pablo.
3: And then Ujia is just, like, playing an over-the-top freaking Dagon priestess, and it works. She's, like, probably she the best be. person in the movie.
0: She would have made a great, like, actual, like, priestess in Suicide Squad. Or, like, mm-hmm. had, like,
3: a role in the film beyond three scenes, and it wasn't just that this white guy bumbling through it.
0: So,
2: I, I wanted to say, I... So, there weren't very many freaky facts that we didn't kind of already discuss, really, on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, well, they're, they're, I'm sure there's but, not a like lot you can dig up about this film. Well. Yeah.
1: There probably is. But,
2: so, a little bit of a freaky fact, because I find most of my freaky facts on IMDb, or, like, Rotten Tomatoes and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the IMDb plot description of this movie. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm excited for this. <sighs> a boating accident runs a young man and his, and a woman... Ashore in a decrepit...
3: And a woman.
2: (laughs) There's a tits, too.
3: (laughs) It's not even his girlfriend, (laughs) a young man, and a woman.
2: And a woman ashore in a decrepit Spanish fishing town, which they discover is in the grips of an ancient sea god and its monstrous half-human
3: offspring. I guess? (laughs) Yeah, that is the plot of the film.
0: (laughs) I feel like this was cohesive I've ever felt about this film. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, so Dagon, the short story, is even shorter than The Shadow of Rin's Mouth, and they definitely did that name-wise thing, because it sounds more dramatic, like, this is H.P. Lovecraft's Dagon, when you're trying to market it, because the Dagon story is a guy... So, things about Lovecraft's protagonists, they tend to be addicts, because that's the only thing that numbs the insanity. They tend to be insane, they tend to be suicidal, and they tend to faint at the end of shit. Yeah. Um... So <laughs> almost all Not of that
1: literally good all
3: heroes. of that is true in Dagon because in the Dagon short story, you have a guy he's shipwrecked, he comes to he's on this strange landmass with this putrid fluid on it, and it stinks and stuff. Well, actually, his boat is on the back of a frickin old one, and he figures out when he sees this monolith and then he sees this creature the he sees the great Dagon, he says he went insane, and he needs a fuck ton of morphine, and he's going to kill himself That's the whole story is that I saw this thing in. and then. Uh, Dagon's referenced again as the esoteric order of Dagon in the yeah. Shadow over Innsmouth story, mm-hmm. which, um, I really recommend reading it. I think it's one of Lovecraft's best stories. I feel his like... short
0: stories are better than anything else. Like, uh, yeah, In the Walls will always be my favorite. His
3: poems just kind of suck, in my opinion. They just
0: uh, in the Walls, uh, no, it's not... Rats like, in the Walls? No, it's not... So, it's called... I always forget, but it's about the painter who does the paintings about, like, the the creatures that are taking children. They're almost changelings-esque.
3: The ghouls, yeah. The ghouls. Um, And
0: then it's the, the reporter that goes to do an article on him, and he sees the doors open, and he sees there's the well, and they start coming out of it, and he shuts it and says, like, they're hard to keep track of unless you only let them out one at a time. And the idea is, like, this painter's been letting out these creatures, and letting them kill children and harvest these things just to do these
1: paintings. There was yeah. one
3: called Cool Air, which was just about this guy who was keeping himself alive by staying at really cold temperatures. Like he was a preserved corpse in his apartment. Hmm. Yeah, it was a good creepy one. I like that one. It's a very short one.
1: His um, good short But that one's, ones racist
3: also. So, like, to take it out of the grain of salt. It's <laughs> definitely a racist story also. But, like, the person in Cool Air is, like, Hispanic and, like, H.P. Lovecraft isn't nice about that.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, we'll just. Uh, are there? Do we have any more
3: freak facts for we yeah, close this
1: out? Funky facts, funky facts, <laughs> funky, funky facts. We oh are funky facts. facts. We are Ashley's funky, funky facts.
3: I really do want to know what weird facts came out about um, this movie. So,
2: like I said, not a lot. Although one that, like, I did kind of find interesting was so my freaky fact about this film is the fact that it was filmed mostly
0: on handheld camera. Interesting.
3: Well, well, I could. You I didn't see that, but that yeah. person's
0: also a very good cinematographer. Mm-hmm.
3: They they did a lot with a, with, with what they had.
0: Yeah. Like I was saying, with, like, with the makeup and stuff like that and all those very close quarter shots, they did a lot of good stuff with shadowing yeah. and lighting. Well,
2: and even, like, you mentioned earlier the sound mixing, too, which was really interesting. Like, in my notes, I wrote down, like, random fish noises, like, the skittering. I was like... Okay, I'm hearing dolphin noises. I hear seagull noises. That was random Ella sounds that she
0: made with her mouth. You're yep. not going mad. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I was like, I heard seagull noises, walrus noises. I was like, I'm hearing all these different beach noises coming from these fish folk.
0: What is going on? <laughs> like, there was somebody that made seagull noises. Yeah,
3: they were. I, those. There were a couple. Like, fucking freaky. Like, Maybe I could see weird. why a little me watching that in the dark was just, like, these so, people yeah, are the, creepy okay. AF.
2: So, I want to preface this, like, because I kept trying to say this, but, it, like, we would get deep into conversation. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. So, Ella mentioned this film. She's like, okay, we're gonna do Dagon with Mason, and it's gonna be fun, and, like, you mentioned you mentioned Dagon when we, would like, hang out with you. You're like, oh, I'm so excited to do Dagon. This movie traumatized me as a kid.
0: Da, 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 da. So I'm, I'm gay because of g- Dagon.
3: Because of Ujia. Which
0: like, is valid. Yeah. I mean... I'm bi because of Ujia. Yeah, valid. <laughs> We've chosen our path.
3: I want to eat fish, but not that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I love some sashimi <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: But, so I was going into this film, going, like, I was going into this film thinking, oh, God, this is going to be terrifying. Like, Mason's terrified of it. Yada, 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 yada. And I asked, uh, I asked Chris, I'm like, is this, like, because he'd fallen asleep on the couch next to me as I watched this film last night. So I was like, I need to watch it for the podcast. And he's like, cool, babe, I'm going to fall asleep. I'm like, okay, you do that, babe. You've had a long, long day. So yeah. Like, I got to do the thing. So he falls asleep. Before he falls asleep, I go, is this film going to make me want to snuggle up close to you at night? He's like, no, you should be okay. It's not as bad as reanimator. I'm like, good. Yeah. And I, so, still kind of had that, like, ooh, oh, not gonna not like this film, and then, you know, saw the awesome siren shake that is Ushia, and I was
0: like, okay, I'm not terrified. I love how the fact we put any evil woman underwater and ashy is just immediately like, I'm here.
3: Listen, I love Ursula. I love the witches from, uh, of Stardust. Like,
0: I it's, believe a long time ago you gave me permission to one day do your makeup like
3: Ursula. Oh, I will totally do drag Ursula for Halloween, like full oh, on. Like my oh favorite my Disney can song we, is "Poor Unfortunate can we, Souls." Can we
0: please do a thing?
3: Oh yeah, totally. No, fuck Ella, it. it's happening. You,
0: you've done Ariel, and you've looked great as Ariel. So yeah. have you, me being a beautiful redheaded mermaid. I <laughs> So
2: and have me being be, a
3: buxom gay man, I am halfway to
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> being <laughs> Ursula.
2: So have Ella be Ariel. Have you do Ursula, and have me be Vanessa. Can this be a thing? Josh can be Eric. Josh can be your Eric. Oh my god, this is like, this is our, our next group cosplay. I love this idea so much.
0: <laughs> I got my dick. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I take away from Daisy my... can
3: be Flounder.
0: Daisy, you, you are my Flounder. flounder. Emily is Sebastian, and she tells me when I'm an idiot. Yeah.
2: Chris uh, can be one of my little eels.
0: There you go. Uh, I, I feel like it's been a great episode about a very strange film. It's a
3: strange movie, and it's it, weird to confront, really like, is. what scared the shit out of you in such a formative way.
0: Yeah. I, I think it was, it was very interesting, because I think a lot of, like, little stuff of, like, like, when I lived with you, I remember, like, you really didn't like walking through, like, dark, like, you, you were the one person that I would always be like, hey, when you go to bed, turn off the hallway lights. Because you liked having the hallway lights on. After watching this film, like, yeah, it's valid. Like, if I watched this film as a small child, I would be so against. hallway. yeah, like I think had
2: I watched this film as a small child, I probably would have been the same boat as you, Mason. But having watched it as an adult, I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, so I don't terrified know this film of made it.
3: for small children, especially it's small really children not. who were just no, I mean, discovering that sex R, existed. So. so it's like a really aligned to be like, sex is a thing, by the way. Watch this like by the way, <laughs> you like horror movies. This is I the one you're gonna stumble into shortly around the time you discover sex.
1: I
0: think it's something like you've discovered sex. Have you had at least one or two things you would consider weird? Cool. Now watch Dagon. Yeah. Not like I don't okay, know
2: Okay, I've, d- I've explained sex to you. Now watch Dagon.
0: Like that's that's no uh great We're gonna go through and give Dagon a rating one through five uh i' I'm gonna end with Mason, so I'll start. um I'm gonna give it a two point five
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh th- there are some really cool shots like I love the priest like mm-hmm. little thin hands mm-hmm. and I love pretty much every scene with Barbara like holy shit Barbara like wait, wait a wait to carry carry this film in, a, in an amazing <laughs> acting way. Of not seeming like you're you're high on whippets, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, but like some of the makeup is good, and I feel like this film is is B schlock in the effort, but uh, D schlock in the execution. Like the people that were there wanted to make it good, but you could only do so much, much. with like shitty like, paper mache ribbon that was the plot of this film. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a 2.5. What about you, Ashy? I think, I, I want to give it a 2.5, but I think I'm just gonna give it a 2. Um. What the fuck is going on at the end of this season? Like, becoming <laughs> the nice one.
2: Um, like, you know, I, I will agree with you, Ella, I did enjoy all the makeup and all of that, but it just... I,
0: I could. I can't. I can't. It's two. <laughs> How about you, Mason?
3: I am going to give this, and I've thought about this a lot, I'm, I'm... In, in like the time dilation leading up this, and I'm giving it... The movie is objectively actually a two, but I'm giving it a three. The extra points come from the fact that there are enough what the fuck things <laughs> in this movie that you can have a conversation about it. And there will be something in it for everyone to be utterly aghast at. Um, so and it because is, it
0: is a plus point for the what the fuck.
3: Yeah, it gets a whole it, the, 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 the 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 WTF and the amount of garbage in this film adds a full one to the score because mm-hmm. you get to dis- because you have to then process all the things that are in this film yeah. and realize that mm-hmm. there's like a pretty small field of Lovecraft movies. There, there, like really it is are. not, and this is one of them. This is one of the big ones, you know. Have, like have you Herbert ever West seen... Reanimator is is kind of considered the king it has the most like name recognition yeah yeah because call of cthulhu's legacy is entirely as a pop culture figure and as a as a tabletop game not as a film
0: i will admit like my favorite one is the last lovecraft but that film it is like a piece of shit schlock i've i have
3: heard i have not watched it, but it is
0: if you want a film that combines dagon with shawn of the dead oh,
3: i do love shawn that
0: is what the last Lovecraft is.
3: But I'm giving it a full. I'm giving it a full three point out. Okay, um, cool. I think. I think. I think. You know, there's a lot to be said for what they've pulled off with very little.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, my God, to pull off a full length movie with Ezra doing that shit as the lead <laughs> 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 uh, is it, a it, feat. It was a fucking beat. I'm gonna get my ass kicked by Esser God <laughs> one day. I'm gonna meet him at a car. It's just gonna be like, X, go and give it to you. Give it to, X, go and give it to you. Uh, <laughs> he's such a soft boy, but he punches so hard.
0: Just how I like it. <laughs> while recite, the while reciting the Lord's Prayer. Okay, we can do without the Lord's Prayer while he's. I, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> if I'm you like want a, a good weird... fish
3: movie, you really should see the lighthouse.
0: Yes, yeah, Uh, watch the lighthouse uh we are now signing off on episode 51 we're super happy we've hit over 50
3: oh boy i got to, i got here on past the 50 mark that's really yeah you are our first
0: 50th you're 51st oh man we did our 50th last week for buffsters that feels mm-hmm. really freaking cool yep you are our first uh you are in the second nice. second 50 of mm. uh of this podcast you were the first one to bring this on uh, Ashley, you want to give us a lovely little, uh, sign-off for yep. the fans? Um, feel free to check us out on our Instagram,
2: Facebook, and sometimes Twitter. Um, and also just remember that once we end season two, the only place we'll be able to get content will be our Patreon, so please do subscribe to our Patreon to continue seeing what we're <laughs> up to. Uh, we'll be doing photo shoots, we'll be doing behind-the-scenes stuff, we'll be doing, uh,
0: videos... Enter. Well, reviews. When we'll have Mason on a glorious interview to not just talk about Dagon, but his love of other unfishy horror films. I
3: love tons of horror films. Um, we will.
0: We will let you talk about things that don't involve tentacles. Right
3: oh, can I do a plug right now? Yeah, go for it. Oh, right. Oh, totally. Um Shoot. You can follow me on, on, on that goal, Graham, at MasonKD20. Um, I'm very big into D&D. We will um, be
0: linking everything below. Follow the Mason.
3: Yeah, and uh, I will double-check this link to make sure it's right, but twitch.tv.diceventures, me and my friends play. Uh, we're playing 7C right now, but we have plans to play all kinds of other stuff, including, I think, uh, we're actually considering uh a a paranormal hunting game next uh potentially i hunt um mm. which the is siren like sisters. which is about like uh which is about like us like hunting supernatural things in the gig economy
0: i'm saying I'm down. like the siren sisters instead of the winchester sisters so, yeah. are down.
3: but yeah yeah uh so yeah uh twitchtv.diceventures at kd 20 oh my god this was, this was so much fun <laughs>
0: Um, it has been a blast. Uh, like I said, I've known Mason, uh, since he was a wee babby in high school, and I've got to see him throughout college. Uh, we've lived together, we've become roommates, mm-hmm. we've, uh, you, you were a bride's Mason, I was a bride's mason
3: at her wedding.
0: <laughs> it was beautiful. He had a glorious tie. It's probably the prettiest tie I've ever seen. I gave seen. a speech. You did? I made you...
3: a princess bride joke. You
0: did? Uh, that I think is one of the biggest, uh, laughs out of my wedding. Uh, we are always so happy to have people, uh, last month we were so happy to have so many women on the podcast, uh, we were really happy to be able to celebrate Black History Month, and I'm really happy to kind of continue that, uh, that G in the LGBTQ, uh, for this podcast, (laughs) of the idea that, like, yeah, we can be, uh, our fun little bisexual girls, but also, like, shout out to the gay men in our lives, and, uh... If anyone ever calls me a fag hag or calls anybody else themselves a fag hag, I'll really punch
3: you. I have I have been accused of that. My social life is just me collecting goth bisexual women, and those people aren't wrong. No,
0: really accurate. Well, it's very. accurate. <laughs> I feel like you're like goth bisexual corporate, goth bisexual cute, goth bisexual like.
3: You see, that's you're... my Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Is my goth bisexual deck. <laughs>
0: I love it. I'm scared when you'll be at my desk I'm just gonna How do you sick. feel
3: about goth women Kaiba boy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this has been an amazing episode I'm so happy you were here Like I said we have two more episodes before we're done with season two I know you're sad but my poor aching editor fingers are not <laughs> And as always Good Bad We're the girls with the mic See y'all next week